Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your newest source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Yeah, but I, uh, I do kind of wish that a deal was for unless it would be pretty broken. <laughs> that card would be gross. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But you know what else is gross? That we're back. Guys, welcome back to the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me as always, the often imitated, never duplicated Adam Lane. Uh, we got a fun one lined up for today, don't we? Um, you know, um, we're going to go over some top ten lists. We got. Uh, we promised last week we'd go over the laundry list of spoilers because uh, we got what you said, like twenty five of them. It's a lot. I didn't count it exactly, but it's it's a long list because yeah, so we haven't done it in like two weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're definitely going to go over that. We're going to go. I said our top ten list. We've got some underrated cards. One for one each from each element that we're going to talk about. Um, but you know, before we dive into all that. Let's go ahead and get started with what we like to get started with here, and that's the news. <laughs> oh God, we got to get a sound bite very soon. Um, so as far as when we, we actually just started recording, right as the uh, California Crystal Cup ended, um, big shout out to uh, Joshua Medeiros taking the whole thing down with his uh, ice, ice lightning. lightning deck, uh, 2-0 finish, two uh, zero in uh, grand finals. Um, you said you had the top four deck list handy, so we can see for the four that qualified. Yeah, so well, I have a, uh, I don't know all their names off the top of my head, but I have what their archetypes. So it was, it was two mono ice, yep, um, earth wind, and then ice lightning. Yeah, and uh, once again, mono ice, the big boogeyman of the format, can't take down the big one. Yeah, it hasn't won a crystal cup yet. Um, it's came close a few times. Yeah, it, it, it gets there, but they just can't. They can't finish their plate. Like they they, they get they fill up on appetizers and chips and salsa. They just they just can't finish the. Uh, can't finish it, but uh, no, it was actually a really neat tournament to watch. Uh, the way they did it this time was pretty unique. They had um, now was this just because? And I know they. Oh no, I'm sorry. They said this was because of like venue space. Um, mm-hmm. They had like two flights essentially. Day one had like sixty people or like fifty five, yeah, sixty. Clo- people. It was close to sixty, and then day two had like the full house. Well, it was. I think it ended up being like seventy three or something. Okay. So for like one thirty total or something like that, something like that, yeah. And each day they cut to a top sixteen, and then after that, and then so on day on the last day, which was today, day three, was a top thirty two that they all did two out of three, which um, pretty interesting. Um, man, that would have been great to have at the other crystal. Once again, it would have been great to have at the other crystal cups, but I yeah. get it. You know, yeah. venue space, I, I believe, was the biggest was they're, the issue there. They're doing a similar thing at Gen Con. Yeah, yeah. So. So, you know, congratulations to all the uh, players out there. It looked like it was a really good time, man. If I could have made it out to California, I would have loved to have, uh, you know, tried my hand at that one just to get some redemption from Kansas City. But, you know, awesome. You know, we'll, we'll we'll dive more into that, you know, at another time. But let's get to these spoilers. Oh, yeah, we got a lot. Yeah, we don't want to we don't want to make this because it's going to be a long episode, but we don't want to go too crazy, you know, give you all something to do while you're, you know, while you're working. So, uh, we left off with um the ice searcher. I can't remember. Yasail was the Yasail last, was the one, last we one we did. So, uh, so, so first we got the the play FFTCG spoiler, which was snow. Mhm. Uh, it feels like it was real, it real so long ago. Oh, it does. We, man. We a couple weeks it. ago. Um, so it's a 3 CP forward 7K Final Fantasy 13. Sure. Um, if you control Sarah, he gets a thousand power, and if you control a thirteen forward other than Snow, so he gains a thousand power. So basically, if you have a forward Sarah out, mm-hmm. he's a nine k. Yeah, nah, he's fine. No, I don't. I don't really see him. I can see him seeing a lot of playing title decks, but that's about it for sure. So, yeah. 
We'll just move on. We're going to move right along. A lot of these we're going to power through because some of these just aren't, uh, they're not lighting the world on fire per se. Yeah. So I think the next one I had was uh, Epitav. Um, he's a 3CP Earth backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he comes into play, you can search for a, a king. I believe it's a king. Yes. Yeah. He's the, uh, no, he's the, um, he is the World of Final Fantasy searcher. Or the uh, crystal, he's the crystal, the. Is it Crystal Chronicle? Hold on. I'm double checking. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the, um, he's the Crystal Chronicle searcher. The yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 so he, yeah Chronicles forward. Yeah, so he searches for yeah. So he's, he's you know, category tutors are never bad. Um, it just kind of sucks that he's an Earth because Earth already had. If you're running Earth cards, you're probably already running Mog Mobius. And granted, I can see the reason for both. You know, he's an, an immediate if, payoff. Yeah, if you have the if you have a target, he's better than Mog Mobius just because yeah. he doesn't have to break himself. You don't have to worry about like Emperor shutting it down. He's just gonna get his card and stay exactly. on the board. Exactly. Um, but if you're looking for something that's breakable, then he's worse than Mog Mobius. So it just it depends. There, there's room for both, and it really just depends on how good Crystal Chronicle stuff. I mean, Leo's really good. Yeah, I agree. Um, so and Mira already has a searcher. Exactly. So, so okay, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Uh, so next up, we had the Meta Potion spoiler, which mm-hmm. was a two CP Dragoon mm-hmm. Lightning Forward uh, Tactics Advance Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a five K. Mm-hmm. For each Dragoon or job named Dragoon that you control other than Dragoon, mm-hmm. uh, he gets plus 2,000 power. So I think he's, I think he's great. I think that card is absolutely great. Yeah, I actually like this card a lot um, just because I, it, it almost feels like um, mm-hmm. a Psycon Soldier. Yeah. where they're, But they kind of tutor each other out, which is maybe a little bit better, but and they're, but they're over-costed for... Like, what but they, they get are. to search. They're filtering a card, so really they're not over-costed at all. Mm-hmm. So this does a similar thing. But I think if they're even if like one or two one or two other other dragoons other than this are playable, you can just play this in a lightning deck. Right, and uh, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to a dragoon a little bit later that is incredibly playable. But I think I think it's a great two drop. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, next we have the new lock. Yeah. Is a I think it was a four CP. 7K. Yeah, he's a four CP seven K, and he kind of does what the uh, what the starter Balthier does when he comes into play. You look at the top five cards of your deck, and you grab a cat- you grab a category six forward from among them and put it in your hand. Um, I'll be honest; outside of title, I don't see this guy seeing play. He his his text might as well just be discard me to make the real lock unblockable. <laughs> yeah, so his text should just be hi, my name is Luck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Like he yeah. could literally be a blank card with just the name lock on it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he sees play. I, I don't think even as a one of. I mean, yeah, you could put him in as a one of just for uh, Mirage Dive, but I, I don't even know if it's worth the deck slot to be it honest. Isn't. And there's right some, and you, and you have a card like Scholar that you can kind of break whenever you want it to do the same thing. So, yeah. like I said, title uh, title superstar. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, so next card we have is the two CP Earth Scholar. Mm-hmm. It's a backup Tactics of Ace Two mm-hmm. standard unit for two Earth Tap Break. Uh, choose an Earth Summon in your break zone, add it to your hand. That seems like we, we got a cycle of cards here of uh, backups and cards that we're all about recurring summons from the break zone, it seems like. Um, that's going to be pretty powerful. I, th- I think the fact that this is seen on a few cards already, and I, I think it's seen on a few more coming up, that's pretty powerful. Um, you know, Especially with some of these, these summons we got in Opus 5 you know, um, and Opus 4, you know, being able to recur your Hecaton chairs, you know, that's not bad. So... Yeah, I mean, Recursion's never bad. Um, mm-hmm. He's a 2CP backup, so they're always pretty playable. Absolutely. Um, I think he's good. Not yeah, much more to I say. agree. I agree. Uh, so next we have the FF Dex Spoiler, which was a P2 
PUJ. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. To be PJ. Um, so he's a four CP five K EX burst. When he enters the field, uh, you may search for one job prints and add it to your hand. Mm-hmm. Doesn't specify deck. I don't. They really need to get better about um, certain wordings. Mm-hmm. So like, I know we were joking. Um, we've been on a couple podcasts this week, and we were joking on one of them that like. A few other cards don't specify decks, so you're just gonna start searching your binder. Yeah, just like, go up to the counter, buy a single of a card, and like, all right, well, here he is. But yeah, I mean, it's obvious that it means deck. I'm just saying they need to kinda... be consistent on the wording. But uh, yeah. you know, the fact this guy's a Ford probably hurts him. Um, I just think he's overcosted for what he does. Yeah, he's the expert, so maybe he might warrant to like a one of slot. But I just don't. I don't think he's gonna do enough for a deck that already has a ton of searchers and. You know, you're really just searching for Scott or Gordon at that point. But if you really want to search them out because they're both water forwards, you're just going to run Merle Webb. But we haven't seen Scott yet, right? Yeah, we saw Scott. Scott was in the uh, remember that crop of spoilers that had two drop Celis and mm-hmm. Hugh. Scott oh, okay. Scott was in that. Scott's pretty much a, another knight. He's a th- he's like a four cost knight. Okay. Well, he, he's a prince, but he has like he gets plus one k for each backup you control, and if you control Leo, uh, him and Gordon get brave. Okay. That's what he does. Okay. So this guy, probably not playable. Yeah, I mean, I think it really depends on how good, like, the Knight Prince deck is. Sure. Because, I mean, they're already running Gordon in there, because Clay is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, agree. So, it really just depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is the 2CP Wind White Mage. Mm-hmm. It's a 14 card, standard unit. Uh, when it enters the field, choose a card in your opponent's break zone, remove from game. Uh, for one colorless and mm-hmm. break, choose a card in your opponent's break zone, remove from game. He is a Phantom Zone projector from the old Verse card game. I was a big fan of that card. Um, I like this card. I think that's something that, with all this recursion we're getting, we're going to need some disruption there. Like we're going, there's going to have to be some kind of you know break zone disruption because of just all this recursion. Because there, it, it's like it's like in Magic letting graveyard like letting like dredge decks go unchecked essentially. You yep. know what I mean? Like you got to have answers for that. So. Yeah, I, I think, think, I think right, it's fine. Right now, Yuna's really the big answer. Yeah, again, it's a two CP backup that does stuff. It's not bad. It's yeah, playable. Absolutely, and that's and you know that gives Win some options against like, oh, they play their gal. Cool. Well, in response, I'll break this, and you know, you target your monster in response. I'll just remove it. Yep. So, gal loses value there. You know, so good card. Next card. Uh, so the next two cards are from Matt Rice. Uh, that he spoiled. Yep. Uh, so first is a three CP Win Chocobo mm-hmm. standard unit. Obviously, three K power. Mm-hmm. So like. Way under <laughs> Super undercurve. Uh, when it enters the field, you can play one card named Chocobo from your hand, put it on the field. I think that's good. I think that's actually a fine card. It kind of starts a little chain action here. You know, fat Chocobo into this thing, into another one or something. Yeah, and then you got Chocobo Knight, which just kind of does the same thing, but it has to wait a turn. Exactly. Like taste. So I think this bird deck is, you know, they, they get they have a lot of fun, like, vomity yeah. pieces. But I'm, I'm just worried if, like, you're just playing these understated dudes that are just playing other understated free dudes, like, then where... Like, how are you getting through? But yeah. maybe just getting enough guys on the board is good enough. Problem is, Shantoto's a card, so it's hard. But, I mean, maybe then your argument is, like, oh, I'll just play Legendary Stola. So it's like, yeah. you know. Well, and that's also the card that you take. To, that's a card you put in a deck and you take to the Wolves' Den at a Crystal Cup. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, so next up is uh, Zell. Mm-hmm. So 4 CP, a Fire Forward, Final Fantasy VIII. Um, 4K power. So, mm-hmm. again, understated. Uh, he has haste. Mm-hmm. And then he has, choose one of two when he enters the field. Uh, break a monster two or less, mm-hmm. or choose a forward opponent controls, deal a damage equal to his power. 
Okay. I, I actually have a lot to say on this card. I think if he gets two extra K power, he becomes a, just like the fire card that Ice need, uh, the, the fire card, the fire card that Ice needed. <laughs> he becomes the forward that fire needed. Um, I think if he's a 6K and you got like um, LeBrow out, he's taking something like legitimate out and still being able to attack. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad card because I've actually come around on him. The, the the 4K can be relevant uh, depending on the matchup. Like you can drop you can drop Zell, kill a Chocobo, or kill like one of these understated dudes. Swing with him. But the, the what really made me come around on him is um you know I, I, we all know I play Fire Ice here and its worst matchup is Earth Wind because you don't have answers for like Cactar and Layark. Well, this guy provides that answer, and I think you know, he also not only does he provide that answer, he puts pressure on because you can play. You know, you can devout back a Genesis, Dole and Freeze, Dottaluma, slam Zell on the table. You know, or like, you know, you, you've got, he creates some lines that the deck didn't have before. He's no more than a one of, maybe a two of, because I could, in, 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 in there's a world out there where I could see him replacing the deal 4000 when he cut Furion into play. Because you're essentially, one right, because you're essentially doing the same thing, except, you know, Furion can take a hit. Zell really can't, but also on the flip side, Zell's coming in when he hits the board. Where so, I think I think the card has merit. I don't think he's as good as he could have been, but I think the card has merit. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think there's a lot of cool plays you could do with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do think, like I'm of the mindset that take away Ace and give him plus two thousand more power, and this guy's an all star. I agree. Um, because then at that point, with LeBrow out, say you're playing Mono Fire and you're running LeBrow. Now I'm playing a 4CP guy on a 5K body. Um, mm-hmm. That Or my bad, because he's a 6K at this point. So yeah. a 4CP 7K mm-hmm. that's killing a 3CP forward. And then if you have Luneth out as well. Yeah, then you could kill a 4-drop. Right. So, I mean, but that's three cards. I, I feel like that's fine. That's It's it's fair. Yeah, it's I mean, very it's, fair. It's really good, but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I mean, you set up for it. Mm-hmm. And you can also respond to that. Like, if you're able to remove Luneth or break... LeBrow, yep. like, then I don't kill your 3CP or exactly. your 4CP or whatever I'm trying to do. Exactly. So I, I just feel like I'd rather have that over the haste. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't make him a bad card. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fine card. Um, and I think people will definitely try to, to like, fit him in the decks for sure. Yeah. I love him. I love him as a one, maybe a two of. So I, I, I'm looking forward to giving him a shot. Because I, I think I was a little bit more harsh on him than I should have been. But he, he went from being... An okay, he, from he could have potentially been a superstar, mm-hmm. and now he's just a good card. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so next card is the EXP plus spoiler. Mm-hmm. So it's a Raptor. It's a three CP win forward six K. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you control the Final Fantasy Tactics Advance two forward other than Raptor, Raptor gains plus two thousand power. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Tactics Advance two. Yep, yep. Um, I think he's a good card. I know this gotten there's some some heated debates happened online over this thing. Um, this card's not going to be in a standard units deck. It's 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 not good enough for that archetype. This card 100% goes in some sort of uh, wind lightning tactics advance two deck because it's a th- it's going to be a three mana eight k. While that is kind of vanilla, it's a body on the fl- it's a body on the board that that deck probably needs to take some of the heat off Adele and some of the heat off of Alua and just you know a blocker. You know now now you've got you know a legit blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the card's fine. I think it's great in title as well, um, but it's not going to be. Re- it's not going to be replacing stuff in like a like a standard units deck. It just isn't. Yeah, um, I think this card's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, the more I thought about it, like 
would you play a vanilla 3CP 8K in any deck? And and, and I'm talking about in Constructed. Sure. And my answer to that question is probably no. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any deck that would run a card with no text mm-hmm. that's just a 3-drop 8K. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also got to me to have me thinking is like, at what point would I play an overpowered, like a, a one point above curve forward? And I think 2CP is the answer. Mm-hmm. I think a 2CP 7K would probably see play. Well, I mean, El Ursula is a 2CP 6K, which is very over. That's, yeah. that's one Star Maglione is also yeah. a 6K. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think a, a, just a blank card that a 2CP 7K might see play. And even then, it might not. Mm-hmm. It really just depends on what element it's in. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, at best, that's what this is. Sure. Um, I can see I, I can see that. Um, again, it's it's playable in like title. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not it's not terrible in sealed either because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of support. Oh, set absolutely. For it. So I mean, it just depends. But I, I really I just don't see it seeing play in standard. And it's like if you're, if you're playing a tax advance two deck, I can see the argument. For yeah. it. But I but I do agree with those counterpoints that yeah, it is vanilla. So. Um, yeah, so the next card is a Fire Monster, 2CP mm-hmm. uh, Ruby Dragon, yeah. Final Fantasy Eight card. Mm-hmm. For one Fire, one Colorless, break it, um, or put it in the Brace on it. That's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, choose one forward, uh, deal at 8,000 damage. I think it's fine. It's a piece of removal that only costs two, and it does 8K, and you can kind of pop it whenever you need it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible. Uh, I think this might be one of the worst of the discounted ones because I'd rather play Bahamut because Bahamut has that added effect to or it. Or removing, and plus with that uh, new fire backup, it's doing 9K and yeah. still removing from the game. This is also one of the only dragon that doesn't have a discount on it. Like, the yeah. other ones are, like, 1 CP cheaper. I would have liked to have seen this be, like, a 2 CP monster with 1 fire CP and break sure. instead of 2. Sure, sure. So, I mean, again, it's not terrible. Yeah, it'll be fine and sealed, probably I think. really good and sealed, to be honest. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's fine. I, I don't. I, I don't. Again, I don't see it seeing a bunch of play. Uh, next up is Quest of Kotal. Mm-hmm. It's a two CP lightning summon. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VIII. EX burst. Choose a forward. Choose one forward. Uh, you control and choose a forward opponent controls. Mm-hmm. Um, the opponent's forward loses two thousand power. Your forward gains two thousand power. It's fine. Um, I, I think it's going to make for some neat combat tricks and sealed. Um, Again, I don't know where this fits in like Lightning X decks or Lightning decks because that is kind of tight. And then you know, and Cyclops is still a real thing. I I almost like that three thousand power deduction better, but also Alua kind of does the same thing as well. Yeah. So I don't. Know. I, I think it's it's not a bad card. No. But I don't. Again, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's going to see too much play. It's it's a nice combat trick for sure. Yeah. But I think Cyclops is a better combat trick. Yeah. Um, and even has more uses outside of this. Like this, you're going to attack with something, and they block, and then you're going to be like, okay, 4K swing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyclops, you can kind of do the same thing with 1K less of a swing, but then also your your swings after that are better. Yeah. It, Whereas it, this it, is like, it's only good for that one combat trick, really. Yeah, I, I think it'll be fine and sealed. What's the category on that? Eight. Eh, eight titles starting to shape up, because Ruby Dragon was also eight. Yeah, it's true. So it's fine. Fine card. Um, next card is was another one that was kind of like a hot debated uh-huh. card. Um, so it's from this Team Starwind spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the sum the Ice Summoner. So it's yeah. three CP backup Final Fantasy Tactics Advance Two mm-hmm. standard unit for one tap and break. Uh, choose two Ice Summons in your break zone and put them in your hand. Yeah, I think I think the card's fine. Um, I understand why people don't why the debate was there cuz it does not i don't see it in the mono ice discard deck it doesn't really bring any kind of immediate value which is what that deck looks for yep that deck is all about what can i do well, how can i disrupt you now what can i do to make my position better now 
and that just doesn't do that. Now, in like Earth Ice decks, uh, Fire Ice decks, I think that card's fantastic. Or I think it's even good in like Lightning Ice decks because they, you know, those decks kind of require the kind of setup, and you know that the that you know that the mono the mono ice discard doesn't really need to do. Yeah, I agree. for For them to play three CP mm-hmm. um, on a backup, generally it has to do something immediately, yeah. like Duke Larg or. Um, Banana Sid, mm-hmm. Edward, even, even Edwards making you yeah. pitch a card when he hits the dirt, and, he, and then a lot of times Edwards only costing one. A lot, exactly. of people, a lot of people are running Harley nowadays. Exactly. So exactly. yeah, I th- I, like I said, like I don't think it's a bad card. I think it could definitely be played outside of like the discard build, but yep. I don't I don't think it really fits into that heavy discard build. Yeah, I think but, it goes in Ice X decks. Yeah, yeah. Recurring things, what well, like uh, Doom Train and Mateus and stuff, can be really good mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah, and it, even in Ice X decks, like, because this can only target Ice Summons. So, you're like, depends on your summon package. Yeah. And such like that. Yeah. But I think it's fine as a one of. That's fine. Uh, next card was from um, FFTCG North America. Yep. So, it's Spiritus. It's a dark backup. Yeah. Um, when it enters the field, search. Uh, it uh, can only be played onto the field if you control another, uh, another dark character. Mm hmm. You could play. It has chaos as ability, and then when it enters the field, you can search for a dark forward and add it to your hand. Yep. So this thing doesn't tap for all colors, does it? No, it does not. Yep. So I think I don't think it's great. Yeah. So um, the play I think most people are going to think about when they see this card is like you go turn one. Well, you can't even really go turn one this because you can't play it. Yeah, you have to have another. Oh dark my bad. Card. You, it, it can be played if you have. Another oh okay, dark okay. I read that wrong. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's it's chaos except without tapping for all mana. Sure. So you could go turn one this guy. Get your Kamlanot. Next turn, play Kamlanot. Get your Chaos. Now your mana fixing is gone, and you have, or it's online, and you have Kamlanot on board. Mm-hmm. It, it is expensive, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not terrible. The problem is now, like, you're running a lot of dark cards at that point. Yeah, and your backup line is now looking kind of janky because you've got this. Unless, well, now the question is, if you have Leo on the board, can that thing now tap for any color? I believe so, based on the way Leo's worded. Yeah, well, that is, so maybe that's where that thing sees play. Maybe you jam that thing in a deck where you're running Leo, but the, but I think we're kind of getting so off the rails at this point. But I don't know. Like again, I don't, kind of I don't think it's terrible, but I do think it's a bit redundant. Yeah. But if redundant's what you want, like if you're really playing for Kamlanot or whatever, it's not bad. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's my opinion, but I don't think it's going to go in like every deck or going to be some overpowered card. So yeah, I can't wait to see what people do with it. So. Um, so next up is the new Leviathan. Mm-hmm. It's a three CP summon, just like every other Leviathan except for the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, no, I think there's a two CP Leviathan too. So no, I think the, I think the the give all the water for it's two K is two CP. Yeah. Um, so it's a Final Fantasy Seven summon. Mm-hmm. Uh, select one of three following actions. Choose a full return to its hand. Earn its hand. Choose one action ability. Cancel it. Uh, during your this turn, your the forge you control don't receive damage from summons. It's fine. I actually I think it's a really good card. I think um, it's not going to be no Leviathan is going to be replacing Opus One Leviathan anytime soon because of the burst. But I'm not. I think that card's fine in some capacity. Um, I know you love it because it's a seven summon, which makes it great, you know, for title. But I I don't know. I, it, you know, it, it has this kind of counter spell negatey kind of feel to it. But I don't know, like. Are you really looking to just, like, hold that up? Yeah, so my thoughts are th- this doesn't replace Opus 1 Leviathan at all. No, not You're even not close. Get, like, 
So if you're running Opus Leviathan in your deck, like there's no reason to do some. I don't think there's a reason to do any sort of split between this card and that card. Nope, not even not However, at all. However, if you're looking for like a fourth copy of Leviathan and you really don't like Opus Four Leviathan for your deck, mm-hmm. and you don't want to run Opus Five Leviathan because you feel like you're not going to have the hand size to, for it to be relevant, mm-hmm. uh, because both of those are still EX burst. Yep. Then maybe you think about this one. So the first ability of this is irrelevant because all the other Leviathans basically Correct. do that. Um, there's no burst on this one, mm-hmm. um, but every other Leviathan has the X burst. Yep. So the, you're really looking at the second ability, which is canceling an action ability, which can be good. Sure. Like say like are you, someone tries to archer your backup or something, and you're like, no, nah, Leviathan. Yeah. Um, so similar thing that like Porum can do. However, Porum's on the board, so it's like obvious that that's an option. Right. So when you have something that like breaks to its cost, like Archer, and you cancel it, Archer's still gone. He's still going to the break zone. Right. So I mean that's relevant. The third ability is only relevant if fire is relevant because nobody's really running the lightning summons that do damage. Yep. All the lightning summons that are being ran are like straight mm-hmm. up breaks. Yep. So if fire ends up being good, I can see the third ability being relevant, but even then that's like one matchup where you're playing it. So right now, like it just seems like this card just doesn't do enough. I mean, like I said, like if if auto if if action abilities get out of control, then this is the card you think about. But I still don't think you run it over Opus 1 Leviathan. Right. So. Absolutely. Because, you know, you flip this thing off the top on a burst, you're like, man, exactly. Because it's just not there. Agreed. Yeah. Moving um, right along. So the next one is um, Sid, Final Fantasy XI Sid. Mm-hmm. So 4 CP backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Sid enters the field, choose one of the following two actions. Look at the top three cards of your deck, add one card among them to your hand, and put the rest of the cards in your break zone. Mm-hmm. All four you control, gain plus 3,000 power until end of turn. Okay. I'm going to tell a quick little story. You know, Fire needs some kind of generic search. There was a, there was a team in Versus I love to play called the Arkham Inmates. They were around since like the beginning of the game. They never got a tutor. Instead, they got this stupid card that lets you look at the top few and grab one. That's kind of what this feels like to me. Like, it's like, let, let, let my guys have a search. I can I can see how an effect like this is good because you know brainstorm effects are never bad, ponder effects are never bad, but I I think for the cost, I, I don't I just don't think it's good enough for fire. Now the second you know giving all you guys three K could be relevant you know on like a turn where you're like cool I'm gonna I'm just gonna swing over you mm-hmm. you know I think that's relevant especially on like maybe a turn. But again, you're really you got to be like locked and loaded, like on a turn where maybe you're looking to do a rising phoenix. Now all of your guys are big enough to not die to it. Yeah, that's true. But again, but again, you got you need to be locked and loaded to do that thing. But still, like I don't know, maybe I think it's playable. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of wish that the first effect was similar to Porum instead of putting him in the break zone. Yeah, that, that's the other thing too. Like you're you're pitching them. Um, but it's still not bad. It still gets you a card. Mm-hmm. I could see this seeing play in like that big fire deck that I'm thinking about. Sure, sure. Um, but again, w- when does when does it get too expensive at that point? And mm-hmm. this card might not make the cut because of that. Right. Because you're already running six CP backups. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm on the fence about it. I don't think it's terrible. And mm-hmm. like you said, the last ability could be relevant for like swinging for game or yeah, um, get you know surviving a Saban or something. Yeah. So maybe, like, yeah, you know, maybe I'm still on the fence, but I, I don't know. I don't see it yet. Yeah. So the next card was a uh, 
pretty gross card. So I remember we we saw I saw this in Kansas City. I think I woke up probably around like six thirty in the morning. Yeah. And I was looking at this card and I was like, this has to be fake, right? This mm-hmm. can't be a real card. And so Matt's like waking up and I'm like, Matt, look at this card. I'm like, this. He's like, and then Matt basically says the same thing. Like this has to be fake. <laughs> and then like you were like kind of waking up and we told you what it did. And you're like, that sounds really dumb. <laughs> so what we're talking about is Thornton in the seventh. He's a five CP uh, water backup, EX burst. When he enters the field, search your deck for a card. Um, and then he has a second ability that says when he's put from the field into the break zone, draw a card. Okay, this card's stupid, and I'm going to tell you why. The, the word's EX burst right there at the beginning. If he didn't have EX burst, I probably wouldn't be as high on him because he does cost five. I agree. And But, you know, the fact that, you know, you flip that thing off the top, you're you're getting an answer. Like, if you're under a lot of pressure and that thing flops on the burst, oh, man, you, you are getting something that's going to put you back into a, you know, a decent position I think it's good, and um, you know, very rarely I think you'll be using the second ability unless you're playing it in like a like an earth water deck or a, a fire water deck. Because I liked um, using the new Furion to break this draw card and make him better, which I think is relevant. I, I think it's a good card. I think it's a good good card, and the fact that it has burst that that's what makes it relevant. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think the burst is what really like puts it over the top. Yeah, honestly, the burst is what makes it look fake. Yeah, and like, cause really, you could run this in any deck you want. Yeah, like, absolutely. To be honest, like it's like a seven drop Odin that. Yeah, like if it comes off the top, you're like, cool, search my deck for a card. Sweet. Um, however, I don't really know if it's gonna get to that point. It's probably gonna be in decks that have water predominantly in it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a fine card, absolutely fine card. Yeah. So I mean, I I do think it's really good. Like, yeah, like abs- absurdly good. Yeah, anything with EX burst that just kind of lets you do whatever you want. Um. So the next card we have is, so these are the cards from the Spanish Nationals. Yep. Uh, so the next one we have is Ryzen. Yeah. He's a Final Fantasy VIII backup, two CP, uh, lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, card named Cipher. You control with haste, and then he has a special Ryzen special for S and tap. Choose an active four, deal at eight thousand damage. You can only use this ability if you control Cipher and Fujin. It hasn't been shown yet. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope Fujin's good because I don't. I, I hope Fujin's good, and I, I would love, I would love for the uh, second Lightning Legendary to be a Legendary Cipher. Mm-hmm. Then I think we might be onto something here because right now, like all the ciphers we have aren't great. The early, the older ones aren't bad, but like, what deck are you playing them in? Yep. So, I, I think if we if maybe the other Lightning Legendary, which because we, we have not seen that yet, correct? We've only seen the one. Just, well, the one, yeah, the one that we're going to get to. Yeah. I, I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think, so, I think if the other one's a legendary cipher, we could be in business here. So, I'm going to I'm gonna hold any opinion on this card yet. Yep. But as of, if you look at it like in a, like in a vacuum, kind of like right now, not that great. But. Yeah. So, I mean, my thing is he's a 2CB backup. Sure, which is... Uh, if, if Fujin is also a 2CP backup... We could then, be in business. And then maybe, like, that powers up Cypher, and you're, you have, like, some Connie Senna thing. Or maybe, like, he ser- she searches Ryzen, and then mm-hmm. you can get, like, this thing where you're, like, almost like Connie Senna. Mm-hmm. I can see that being playable. Sure. And maybe Cypher is the other uh, Lightning Legendary. I would, I, would, I would like that a lot. I'd like to see. I, I know Austin would probably shit his pants if that was the case. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on the rest of the package, because... Just for an S and tap AK, it's not bad. Yeah, absolutely. As long as it's easy to get to that point. Yeah. Like, it's not crazy out of your way. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next spoiler is from uh, Chris Patiski. Yep. Um, so it's a 4CP standard unit fire backup. 
mm-hmm. type zero. Uh, oh, Dominion yeah. Legionary. Yep. When it enters the field, you can search for a card named Dominion Legionary and add it to your hand. It's a multi-unit, by the way. Yep. Um, tap, put it in the break zone, choose an attack and forward, it gets 1,000 power to end turn. Um, I think this card is great Furion fodder. That's really about it. I mean, but that's expensive Furion fodder. That's my thing. I mean, yeah, yeah you can replay it again. Right, and that's kind of how I was looking at it. Um, or if you're getting real janky, if you're playing like... The, the Okay, now, now we're living in Magical Christmas Land again. You're playing like this Lulu control deck with Fire Lightning. You play that, get another copy of it. You can break it to Lulu, do something, you know, do whatever with it. Then you can just play the other one, search out the third one. Kind of like you're doing with Goomba, essentially. But uh, yeah, except you're not. No one's playing that. I just wish <laughs> that thing. Did, yeah, exactly. I just wish that thing didn't cost four. Yeah, four, fourteen, maybe three. Three at, at three, I think it's a lot better. Yeah. A lot better at three. But it's just the the, the ability. It's a common, right? I think so. So, yeah. like, the ability doesn't really do much, but it's it's, it's whatever. I don't think it'll see play. Uh, so, the last Spanish national card was uh, from Elda. She's a Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2 oh, card. Oh, yeah. Uh, job, card. Sword Saint. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she enters the field, she's an active four opponent controls. Deal 4,000 damage for each Sword Saint you have. And she's AK, so she's a 4 CP AK. I like this card a lot. I love the art. Um... I, th- I think the first thing we said was when we uh, we talked about it, I was like, oh, man, get her and Bartz on the board together. Things look pretty good. Yeah, because Bartz is a sword saint, and then you have um, Orlando, who's probably the best sword saint right now. Absolutely. I- I'm trying to think if there's any other ones currently. No, I, I think that's the only one, because I think when it was spoiled, one of the clues was there's only one other forward in the game with this, or only one other card in the game with this job. Okay. So... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think she's great. I think she can see play outside of like a tactics advance two deck. Oh, I think totally. I think she's just great. Yeah, I think Orlando is the is the card that you're really looking at. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So next is the light legendary Grace mm-hmm. Bogar. It's a 14 card. So a 6 CP 9K. Mm-hmm. When he enters the field, select one of the three actions. Skip your opponent's attack phase next turn. Uh, remove the top five cards of the of your deck from the game. Mm-hmm. Choose a character in the break zone. Add it to your hand. Remove all cards in opponent's break zone from the game. Uh, I don't know what to think of this yet. I feel the same way with like light cards as I do with dark cards. They have to do something exceptional. They need to be a Camelot. They need to be an Emperor. They need to be a Light Zidane. Like they they've got to do something pretty extraordinary or have a lot of value. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know yet if this guy has that. Um, I think if you're stopping an attack phase, you may just be prolonging the inevitable. Um, sometimes the one one turn is all you need. Sure, like Sometimes sure. The skipping it that one time could be all you need. And, and it, in that case, it's worth five cards. Sure. But I, I don't know yet. Like I, I'm going to reserve judgment because I, I think there could be something neat with him because all those abilities are pretty good. I, I think the third one, the removing break zones from mm-hmm. the game, I think that... I think with all this recursion we're seeing, well, just your opponent's breaks on. Oh, well, the, then that that then I think with with as much recursion as we're seeing in this set, that guy alone may be worth consideration. Because if you see cards like Ajito being abused, even though granted, most people are going to be using the other mode, not the recurring for him. Yeah. But with all these other recursion effects, I think sometimes just being able to play him and remove their break zone from the game, yeah. Like in like the Yurianje decks, the the you know. Removing, getting all that off the table might be enough to just win you the game. Yeah, it might. So, uh, maybe. But it comes at a steep cost at 6 CP. It does, and that's that's kind of where I'm on the fence. So maybe. My, maybe we'll my issue with this card 
is um, I feel like Eldernarch is a better card. Sure, for the price, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because he's a lot stickier. If you try to kill him, he's going to come back. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but the three abilities that it has are pretty good. The, the second ability is way over-costed, though. Like, if you're spending 60 CP just to get a card back on the break zone, that doesn't feel it does great. Yeah. It, um, you, you must really need that card very badly. Yeah, because, I mean, you got things like Minor now. and So the only thing, like, between Minor and Ico, like... You've got enough recursion, absolutely. Yeah, like, I don't know. But I don't think it's terrible. Yeah. I want to see what people come up with. I think it's an interesting card. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, kind so, of also lends to what the Dark Legendary is going to be as well. Yeah. Uh, next up is the new Bahamut. So 4 CP Fire Summon EX mm-hmm. Burst. Choose a 1 forward, deal it 10,000 damage. Bahamut deals you 1 point of damage. EX Burst put into the damage zone. Cannot be used. Uh, it's damage. essentially a Cactar for Fire. Um, yeah, but, it, but not nearly as good. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it sees play or not. Um, I, I, I don't like this card. No. I don't think it's worth the point of damage. Um, Again, especially when you've got the old, you've got this new CP, this new 6 CP backup that's making your Bahamas that removed from the game. Deal 9K. 9K, and that's probably enough. Yeah, and that's that's my issue, right? It's like I'm dealing myself a point of damage, and I don't even know if it's technically going to kill. I mean, granted, 10K is going to kill pretty much everything, mm-hmm. right? But there are going to be times where things can get above 10K, and oh, yeah. then you're going to feel real bad when you play this card. I wish it, if you got the point of damage, I wish it let you get the yeah, burst. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, why is that bad? Yeah. Um, it makes you more creative with decks like Ephemeral Summoner and shit like that. Like, So yeah. now you can pass this in your hand, play Ephemeral Summoner, put a Leviathan on top, cast this, deal 10k, flip your damage, return something to their hand. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, what I don't understand is why they can't give, like, fire this stuff. Like, why couldn't Zell be a 6k? Why couldn't I get the burst off of this? I'd rather know? I'd rather just not take the point of damage and run the, the 8k. Exactly. Exactly, I agree. I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. I, again, I mean, it's not terrible, but and it is a common. So. Yeah. Uh, so the next card is the new Black Mage backup for Lightning. So it's okay. a 2 CP Lightning standard unit backup, 14 character. Mm-hmm. For 3 Lightning and 3 Colorless, so mm-hmm. 6 CP. That's a lot. Uh, tap, put it in the break zone, choose one active forward, deal it 9,000 damage. Uh, I don't know. It's it's I mean it's it's a two CP backup right, two CP. so that's fine in its own right I guess. But then it's like that's that's expensive. All right, I don't I don't know if this will see much play, but okay. I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. Sure, because you can play this early and not care. Absolutely. And then if it's going to end the game, you don't care how much yeah, it, CP it, it, you're spending. It's a mana sink later essentially. Yeah. You you don't care how much mana you're spending, and if they tap their guy to avoid this. You're still swinging for game at that point, right? Yeah, like, that is true. So you're, you're essentially getting the active forward out of the way that you wanted to in the first place. It is six is a lot though, so it probably won't see much play just because it's really expensive. Just like how the other black mage is pretty niche, but the other black mage only hits three or less, like right. three or less. I mean, nine k that's going to hit pretty much everything. Oh, yeah. Not everything, but pretty much everything. Um, it's not going to like you're not going to combo this with Alcid or anything. Like no, that. that's, you're no. just getting ridiculous. That's out way too much damage. Yeah. So I mean, maybe, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I do think people are a little harsh on it though, because I don't think it's terrible. Uh, the other one is uh, Deep Vern, who's another mm-hmm. dragon. So yep. he's a one CP, uh, lightning monster type zero, and for one lightning, one colorless, put him in the break zone. Choose a forward cost three or less. Break it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fine. I think it's really good, actually. You think so? Just because Urianjay is a card. Yeah, that's true. Um, that and any true. any one CP monster, he can recur himself. 
Yeah. So you can just like that's a cool three drop break it Urian J bring it back that's a cool three drop break it yeah it makes uh makes Locke uh, yeah I can see that it makes Locke a little iffy makes Adele a little iffy by a little iffy I mean if you see that kind of stuff happening you are gonna think twice about playing them yeah so like I yeah. said it's it's a pretty I think it's a pretty good card okay um, it gives him a better option in color that he didn't really have right yeah, now. Yeah, it gives him more it gives him more kind of toolboxy options. I mean right sure. now he's not recurring jack shit in his element. Yeah, unless yeah. you're playing straight up scions and you're recurring like black knights and stuff. Yeah. But by himself he's not recurring anything in Elid Lightning right now. Yeah. Because the only thing he has is Yalman. <laughs> and no one's really playing that. Exactly. So. Uh the next card is uh new water monster, Sahagan. It this is a Mog Pod spoiler. Okay, yeah. Uh three C P monster for zero um, until end of turn, it becomes a 6k forward. When it attacks, draw a card, then discard a card. Use this only once per turn. Yeah, I think he's fine. Um, I don't think he's he's going to be like this three of in monster decks. Um, it, man, if he costs two, he'd be busted. No, oh, if he costs two, he'd if he costs two, he'd play. be busted. He'd um, at three, he's a little iffy. But you know, looting is never a bad effect either, right? I mean, granted, yeah, he's a he's finally a monster that's you know probably fairly costed for its size you know everything about the card seems fair um i don't know i can see i know we are talking about it like i know some you know you got marlboro death gaze and then this guy is like a one 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 split I that's, could, that's I could, the only way this guy gets in, in yeah in my build of the deck yeah and i, I agree with that 100 percent. i'm not speaking for anyone else's build I'm not speaking for anyone else's deck i'm mm-hmm. saying in my personal build of the three color monsters deck the only way this guy gets in is a one-one-one split with Marlboro and Death Gaze. Yeah, and you could probably speak because I don't play monsters, but I, I see the upside, uh, but I immediately saw the downside too. I, I think this is better in decks outside of that, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I feel like I'd rather have a second Marlboro to make blocking more awkward, or I'd rather have the second Death Gaze just to see him more often to get underneath stuff. Yeah, for damage. This guy's not really annoying. He's probably if 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 I don't if I'm not using constant removal on their board, which granted that is something that monsters does is mm-hmm. like they just keep keeping the board clear, mm-hmm. and this guy's free, which is nice for no no. Yeah. Um. If but if I'm not doing that, this guy's just gonna die. Yeah. Because I'm not. I mean, if I'm swinging into something, chances are it's probably higher oh. than six k. Absolutely. So I'm really only gonna get like one card off of him. Um, it doesn't seem worth. The if I if I really want to filter more, I'd rather just up my count on like poopoos or mogs. Yeah. Um, but it's not bad, and like a one-one-one split could be good. But I just I don't, know. I just don't like it in that build because the monsters that you play in that build you want to do damage, right? And you're not playing this guy to do damage. You're playing this guy to draw cards. Yep. So it's like you you like you like your monsters unfair, and there's nothing unfair about this card. But I mean, because you play outside of that, like in a deck that really wants to filter through their deck, and sure. Um, maybe if you're running a lot more buffs, like you have your Wakas, like Mono Water Monsters. Yeah, and he's I, I, I think he's great, Mono Water Monsters. Uh, maybe if he, if this guy was a 7K when he activated? Sure. No, I, I think as a 7K, he kind of gets back into that semi kind of unfairish range. But, yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, I think he's fine, but not in the three-color monster. Like I said, either. I won't be surprised if he sees play, but in my current build, I don't I don't see him fitting. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, so the next card is, is a pretty big ass feeder. <laughs> So it's the Lighting Legendary that we've Ooh seen. Ooh-wee! Okay. Um, so okay. it's a Stinian. He's a 14 card. Um, 5 CP Lightning Ford, 8K. So he's like slightly under curve. If you control 5 or more backups, a Stinian has haste. Uh, when he's blocked, break the blocking forward. For 1 Lightning, activate a Stinian. A Stinian can attack once more this turn. Uh, you can only use this ability once per turn. Holy shit. 
this guy is insane. Um, and it's kind of funny. Like, yeah, I've been following. You know, I, I love when spoiler season comes around for a new set. Um, Opus Five was, you know, because I started playing at Opus Four, so I didn't really pay attention to pre-release or like the spoilers and stuff. Opus Five is when I really started paying attention, and I was like, wow, this card. Like, I got excited about a lot of cards. This set, I didn't, hasn't, I haven't really been excited about anything until I saw this ass beater. This guy is nuts. Like, I'm trying to find the downside on this guy, and I don't think there is. Oh, he doesn't. Like I said, I think somebody asked me that, and I'm like, really, the only downside technically, yeah, is that he's under curve, but it doesn't really matter that much. The, right. So the only reason that that matters is like fire removal. Mm-hmm. Like their cheaper removal will hit him. Yeah, Bahamut's killing him. Yeah, Bahamut. Like their four CP removal. Like everybody else's four CP removal isn't gonna hit him. Right. True right. removal, not like water shit that returns stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like he's he's just a good card. Like, yeah, especially you know we were talking about like doing so. Like, I think uh, you play a fire lightning deck with him and Birdman at the top of the curve. Like, you've got some really nasty finishers there. I think he's a great card, mm-hmm. great card. And I think he, I think he's a legendary, like a nice. He's a nice complimentary legendary that I think lightning can really take advantage of, or even cards that just splash lightning. So, yeah, yeah I, th- I think he is great. That's the yeah. fi- I'm excited to do something with that card. Yeah, I think he's really good. Um, just uh, some other things. He gets around um, a lot of earth forwards that can give lightning some problems mm-hmm. because it's just a straight break, whatever mm-hmm. blocks him. Um, it uh, gets around Vayne because yeah. he can still activate every turn for just one lightning CP. Yep. So it's, it's a good card. It's really mm-hmm. good. I think it's going to be a pretty sought after legendary. Yeah, I bet the foil is going to be gorgeous. Yeah, I want to see the foil for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up is the Choco Mog. It's another mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII summon. Mm-hmm. Uh, one CP, EX Burst, Wind Summon. Search for a job Chocobo or job Moogle out of your hand. So three of these in your title deck, right? No. <laughs> There's only one Chocobo. Actually, no. It doesn't even search its own uh, because it's job Chocobo, and that's a standard game. Yeah, I, th- I think it's like only a couple cards. Fat Chocobo. Mm-hmm. Fat Chocobo. Might just be fat children. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I'm not. It's got plenty of Moogles to search. Yeah, there's though. a lot of Moogles you can search. You got like Mobius. Um, you mm-hmm. got No No. You got like all all the Moogles. Yeah, pretty much our job Moogle. So I don't know. I mean, maybe the fact that it cost one and I think it's is pretty a burst. Playable. I think it's fine. Um, I think if it was any more than that, it would not be. Yeah. So I think for what it I think it's fine for what it does. It's a very it is a very what you see is what you get kind of card. So it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah, I wish it kind of said name or job, but whatever. You know, I think it would still be fine. Yeah. Um. So next are the most recent ones out of Osaka, which was mm-hmm. a tournament that just happened. That yeah. Earthwind won, which we didn't talk about, but Earthwind did win that. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um. It also ran one copy of that Heretic Knight Garland. Man, they they love that card. <laughs> they love over that there. card. Um, so first up is Arisha Alrasha. That's the Type Zero searcher that we currently yeah, yeah, have. Yeah. So she's yeah. getting a new two CP Lightning backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Lightning and tap, discard a summon. Uh, search your deck for a summon and add it to your hand. I think that's fine. Um, it's nothing crazy. I think it's a good ability, especially if you if you if you need a particular because it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, it's not limited to element. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. So the fact that you can, like, uh, you know what, this 7-drop Odin or, you know, this backup Hecaton chair. Boy, I really wish that was a uh, fight chair if you're running, you know, that you know, running the, that color combination. Yeah, you can just swap them out or, you know, pitch that, grab the one you want. I I think it's fine in what capacity, I don't know. Um, like I said, it's not it's not lighting the world on fire, but I definitely can see some uses for it. Yeah, I think it, like I think it's pretty good. It lets you toolbox your summons a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, for sure. Um, outside of Earth, which is, Earth seems to be the best at doing that right now. Mm-hmm. But you are discarding a card 
to search for a card. So you're really like losing a little bit of CP, technically speaking. Yeah. But it's, it's not that bad. Uh, so next up is a new Ultimecia. It's a 3 CP, 7K, Water Forward, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, first ability is dull three active forwards choose a forward dullet um, and then it has an S S and water choose two forwards uh, dull the first one activate the second one so we got some Scott Steiner math going on here with this card um, I don't know uh, who's this card for I don't know it, it seems kind of out of color a little bit I mean but Ultimisha uh, even the other one was yeah, superbly out of she's color she's freezing stuff in water yeah I mean I don't think she's bad um, the first ability is, I don't know why you'd ever do that unless it's to end the game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who this card's for or what they're trying to do with it. And it's a common, though, right? It's a rare. Okay. The this, the S isn't bad, but it's an S. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. That means you have to run more than one of her for those keeping score. Or you're home. running the bigger one. Yeah, which, again, I don't know what you're doing there, but that's fine. Yeah. So then, yeah, there's two more cards left. So uh, the next one is Mont Blanc, 2CP, Fire Backup, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2. He's a Moogle. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire, tap, choose a forward, deal at 2k for each category, tax advance 2, forward you control. Boy, that title deck just got a great piece of removal. <laughs> yeah, pretty good title. Um, outside of title, there's not a lot of fire, tax advance 2 stuff, a lot of fire stuff, tax advance 1. Yeah, yeah, that's true, because so, you have Marsh and other Mont Blanc. But yeah, so it's not quite as good there. Yeah. So I don't know, I, I think title is great outside of that and uh, Yeah. Uh, so the last card is uh, Gigas, he's a 4cp earth monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, for zero until end of turn, he becomes a forward with 9k power. When it attacks, Gigas doesn't activate next active phase. You just uh, only once per turn. He's a good blocker. I, I think this is overcosted. Yeah, I agree. I don't I think he sees much play at all. I was, I was really trying to find some <laughs> silver lining there, but he, it's just it's not that's great. That's literally all he is is a blocker. Yeah. That's I, literally it. Yeah, not a great card. Not a great card at all. Um, So, wow, yeah, that, that was the last one, wasn't it? That was it. So, we've got, so, I mean, pre-release is next week. So and there, there's how many how many cards we think are left that we haven't seen yet? Probably a little bit less than half the set. Okay, so there's still a lot to unpack here. And I'd I know, say like around sixty cards. Okay, and we can probably expect to see those going into pre-release, but uh, I don't think we're going to end up spoiling those. We're probably just going to save the rest of the set for the set the the element set reviews. reviews. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have those. You know, we'll have those up. I know you know you're good at doing those. I'll probably join you for one of them. Maybe you can get Austin on the two hour ice episode again. <laughs> well, we're, we're keeping it. Uh, Slim this time. I'm gonna keep it down. Yeah. Um. So yeah. You know, next week is pre-release. So, you know, we'll 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 unpack the rest of those when they get here. So, with that being said, now let's get into kind of the fun that we wanted to do. We've been wanting to do this for a while, actually. Um. And we've seen like a, I know um Cosmo when he was doing the when he did the um he the, did them by element. Yeah, he did them by element. He did top five for each element. And, you know, that there, there can be a lot of scrutiny there. And, you know, I expect what we say to have a lot of scrutiny as well. So that's why we're, we're going to, before we get started on our top tens of each card type, we're going to say these are our personal opinions. We're going to have some that match up. We're probably going to have some that don't. Like, I think in my top ten forwards, I have one glaring omission just because I think the other ten are just better. Yeah. So with that being said, let's get cracking on our top Ten. Do we want to like? Do we want to do like maybe like monsters first? Kind of start with like the the, the weaker ones. We can do monsters like, first. That's fine. Yeah, because I think that's the the more lower key. So um, let's start with mo- top ten monsters. Um, I'll let you read your number ten. All right. So my number ten is Gasper. Okay, the Trash Man. Yeah. And I can see that just because recently he's really shy. He he's kind of the catalyst for that Turbo Discard deck. Yeah, I think he's really starting to see like why he's actually pretty good now. 
Yeah. Um, you, you play like a more aggressive, like all out discard deck, yeah. and he's actually really good because you're just going to use him every turn, and it forces your opponent to constantly play whatever they draw off the top of their deck, mm-hmm. or they're going to lose it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a really good card. Um, he's actually not in my top ten. My number ten was Dragon, the Lightning. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's just a good piece of removal. Um, and also, he also is monster removal, and I think that's something that you know, like it, it's a card that I, I'm surprised doesn't see more play than like it, it's it's a good card. Yeah, the, he's uh, so he's my number nine. So we can. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, that's that. awesome. Uh, he is. I think he's a great card in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's even better when you when you're not talking about other cards, just just because of based on his cost and what he does. Yeah. The problem is he um, summons are typically better just because like they don't have to worry about cards like Emperor. Yeah. Um, but this will hit cards like Yastola that are yeah. really good. Turns um, out. So I mean, you know, it's it's a give and take. Uh, I think it's a really good card. It costs two. Call it, yeah. yeah. Super, yeah, super, super good. I think it's a good value card. And so they said that was your number nine. That was number nine. Cool. I guess we'll go back. My number nine is Behemoth. Okay. So we've got another lightning monster. I think he's again, especially if you're running the lightning build like with Azul. I, I think Behemoth is just he's just a really powerful monster because he's another one that kind of has that like Dotaluma style effect that when he receives damage, he's slapping four K on dis- or half. He's slapping half of its power. Half of the damage that he receives yeah. back. Right. So you know, chances are you're blocking an 8k with him so he's going to put 4k on or he's going to block a 7k put 3k so he can the fact that he can deal more than you know than he has yeah so i and the fact that you can like get them back with azul and stuff like that i I think he's a good he's a good monster yeah i think for sure Uh, he's not on my list okay so my number eight is Mm -hmm. uh cleon sure I've actually got Cleon further. I got him on my list a lot further, closer um, to the top. So uh, the reason I have Cleon lower is because I feel like Cleon doesn't fit in a lot of decks that the other ones would. Sure. Um, he's very specific in what he does. Like, if you're playing this card, mm-hmm. you're not running summons. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, that's just what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you are running summons, I feel like you're hurting yourself. Yeah. So really, you're just like, you're all in on the monster plan. You're all in on the Cognazzo plan at that yep. point. You're, you're not running summons in your deck. You're going to let your deck... And your other cards do the work that a summon summons would normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I have him rated a little bit lower. I think the card is really insane. I mean, just putting it out there is a huge deterrent. I mean, it's oh, a free yeah. cancel that you don't even have to think about. Absolutely. However, a better player can play around it and yep. can make it hurt for you. That, it, and a perfect example is that is the uh, grand finals of the Crystal Cup Boston. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, Okimoto made a pretty cheeky play with yeah. Vapor. Yep. So it, I think it's a really good card, but I do think that there's an ability to outplay it and... I feel like not having summons in your deck can be a bit of a detriment sometimes. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. My number eight is actually Flan. Mm, I have that way higher. Yeah. Flan is, uh, I think Flan is, uh, we've seen since the rise of the current discard build, uh, since the end of Opus 4, Flan, it, cycle, it, it searches for itself, so it filters cards. You tap, bre- break it, discard a card. He costs two. No, it costs, it costs one. Costs one. It costs one. It costs one. So it's it's one and one ice and tap to search for another, for another copy name, fl- and then tap fl- and break to make them discard. Card's insane. Yeah, totally. I, I think is a great card. Um, so my number seven is Marlboro. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a three CP monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, costs of water to activate when you know when it's blocked or is blocked. It reduces your whole opponent's field by two K. Yeah, insane card. Uh, it's it's mainly a blocker, mm-hmm. but it can be used as a really awkward attacker too to end the game. Mm-hmm. But it's mainly used as like just to deter people from wanting to swing at you because you have to swing it with a nine k just to not trade with it. Yep. Um, yeah, I actually got Marlboro higher on my list. I think I think it's an insane monster. I think the monster is crazy. I just think that other cards are much 
Um, like just their CP cost is a much better for what they do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he, I mean he's just a really good three CP monster. I, in my opinion, he's the best three CP monster in the game. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, and I think three CP is why he's not higher on my list. Yeah, no, for sure. If he was two CP, he might be broken. Oh, he'd be really broken. Yeah, but yeah. So my number seven is actually Green Dragon. Because um, I look at it like this. So that's my number six. Is it? That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, our, our lists are actually pretty similar so far, which is pretty crazy. Um, I look at this guy. He is a 2CP 7K. He's an, he, yeah. Remember how we were saying that if you had a 2CP 7K earlier in the cast, it'd be playable? Yeah. Well, that's pretty much Green Dragon. Now, I realize he costs one to activate, but it's anything. He's colorless. Yeah. One colorless to activate. So the, the initial investment is just two. And you just got to pay one to turn him into a 7K. 8K with Waka, with Marie, you know what I mean? Like, he's just, he is like the beater of the monsters. And you, I, I, I don't think you can, you know, overestimate that ability. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, the big deal is that he's colorless to activate. So you don't have to worry about, like, leaving an open water mana or leaving an open yep. whatever mana to activate if he's colorless. Um, he's on the bigger side at 7K for monsters and most mm-hmm. monsters are either like not doing anything or they're mm-hmm. lower than that um a lot of the other ones are like 6ks and so there are a few other 7ks there's a few 8ks but the ones that are 8ks are typically like four cost monsters yep so like that's double this guy's cost yep um like you said he's just cheap to get out and then you kind of just have to pay that tax every turn to like turn him into a forward yeah. but the fact that he's a monster lets him avoid a lot of other removals yeah, absolutely like you know he's, so. and we've seen enough with these monster decks popping up that you know your opponent Shantotos, cool. I've still got my two drop seven yeah. k. If you're playing any water deck like that's focused on monsters, this guy is three of. Oh, one hundred percent. Plus, you can recur him with Gal, which makes it even better. Yeah, and that's another reason why two CP is relevant because Gal can bring it back. Yep. Um. So. Yeah. Great. Great monster. So yeah, that was that was my number uh, six. Yep. So you can go with yours. My number six is now. We're actually. Uh, it's where I had Cleone. Okay. So yeah. I had Cleone at six, and the same reasons. Um. Because I think the deck that you play it in, it is just such a hoser. Because like you like you said, you do have to play around, and that's that's going to really test the metal of the quality of player you're playing against. Like if they don't know how to play around it, then you know you're immediately at an advantage. So, yeah. so my number five is Tawn Berries. Sure. Um, actually, I, I mean, I think I, I can maybe argue with myself to put this higher on the list. To mm-hmm. be honest, um, I think this monster is pretty insane. It uh, comes in, it's going to reduce something by 2k. You can immediately break it to reduce further by 2k. You can pay a water and break it to reduce by 4k. Mm-hmm. So potentially you can do a 6k power reduction on one turn. Um, just having this guy out mm-hmm. just makes trading really... It's like Marlboro, right? It yeah. makes trading really awkward for your opponent because now potentially you got to be 4k higher than whatever I'm Absolutely. with or you're, you might lose it. Absolutely. For free. So Yeah. My uh, my number five is uh, Cactar. Oh, okay. Um, I do have Tom Barry like way higher on my list. Uh, Cactar is my next one. Yeah, we're on number five, right? Yeah, five. Okay, yeah. So I, I got like I realized on my list I've got like ten, nine, nine, eight, seven. Yeah, I wrote nine twice. Um, but uh, yeah, Cactar is mine, just because um, he enables a lot of really tricky things. Like obviously Cactar plus Dotaluma is lights out for a lot of things. Cactar Barbaricia is lights out for a lot of things. Cactar Orlando is lights out for a lot of things. So I think I think he enables some really neat combos and also too. He's a big piece of removal. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he's, it's a great card for getting rid of, um, like getting rid of Delita, um, you know, um, 
trying to think like some of these more trickier things to remove. Yeah. So I think it's a great card. Yeah, I have that a lot higher in mind. Too. Okay. So so my number four is Flam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think basically what we've already been said. It's just like he's so much value um, because he's gonna go get another card for you mm-hmm. for really cheap. He's gonna thin your deck, get your flans out of your deck. Mm-hmm. Three flans in one turn. A lot of times you're probably gonna win that match. Oh yeah, hands um, down. I have lost a match from that position, but a lot of times like mm-hmm. you like be like you're like okay, I have these flans out now. You better be able to play your cards from your hand, or your hand's gonna go to yep, zero. It's a, it becomes a use it or lose it situation yeah. very quickly. I, I I think I don't think we can say enough good about that card. And it was such an overlooked card, Nopus Four, like initially. Yeah, so yeah, so. that's my number four. My number four uh, is is Marlboro. Okay, I have Marlboro this high because I'm 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 very high on that card. Um, like you said, I I think when you look at the game, you know, it, it's a combat driven game, right? This guy makes combat extremely awkward, and if you're playing it like in a water deck where you've got that walk out, now shit's getting real weird. You know what I mean? Because now you have to be a 10k yeah. to get over it, and you know, and the fact that it's it's a blanket effect. So you're either going to have all your guys lose 2K, or you're just going to let me swing through. And then, God forbid, you have multiple of them out, because it is multi-card. Yep. So I, I think Marlboro is great. Yep. And so my next, my top three are all the same element. Spoiler alert. So um, it's got to be wind. Yeah, so my number three is Layak. Yeah. Um, card's crazy good. Recurrable with Ariane J. Draws you a card. Ready's all your stuff. Leark's also my number three. Yeah. So. It allows you to, like, swing out in mm-hmm. situations. I do think once people get more, like, acclimated with the card, um, people will start getting punished for swinging out with it. Yep. Um, like, especially if you have any kind of removal that lets you kind of get rid of it, then you're going to get punished really, really hard. Yep. So, it's really good, though. And yeah. it forces you, your opponent, to have to do something about it. Because... Mm-hmm. Most people don't want to attack into it, and it allows you to swing with cards that don't have Brave. And right, which which again is why I was really st- I started looking at Zell. Yeah. So yeah, like I said that was my number three uh, as well, and I I you hit it right on the head. That card's pretty solid. Uh, so my number two is Cobaldroid Yen. Yep. Uh, also my number two. Yeah. So it's in my opinion the best attacking monster just mm-hmm. because of how annoying it is mm-hmm. and how cheap it is. Mm-hmm. So it's one CP to play. One CP to activate, and now you have to have a two CP forward to block it. Mm-hmm. A lot of decks in the current meta mm-hmm. don't run very many two CP forwards. Ice mm-hmm. is a big one that does. Yep. Especially like Turbo Discard, where they're running like six. Yeah. Um, but even even then, that's the high side. The high side is six of fifty cards. Yeah. Um, most decks are like two. two. Yeah. So it's until two CPs become more relevant. Um, this card's still going to beat you down. Oh, and hands it's going to be really annoying. And even then, I will gladly use my removal on your 2CP guys to make you have another 2CP guy to block my three Cobalt Shroids. Exactly. So that brings us to number one. So I, I think because you you said one was higher on your list, I could probably guess yours. I, could, I know what yours is, too. So yours is Tom Berry. Yes, it is. Yeah. And yours is Cactar. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So, um... I'll let you explain why Cactuar is your number one. So Cactuar is like super versatile, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, first off, it costs one CP. Mm-hmm. Again, another reason why I think Cobalt Droid is really stupid. It costs one. Mm-hmm. Um, it can instantly do its ability when it comes into play, which is tap deal 1,000 or something, or uh, win to colorless tap break till mm-hmm. 10k to, and deal a damage to yourself, which is yep. basically killing whatever you want. Uh, in the decks where it works, it just fucking oh, it's works. fucking lights um, out. Get two of these online with Dotaluma, like, good good luck. Good luck playing the game. Um, you better have Minwoo on deck. better play an Emperor or something. It's, yeah. it's rough. It, like, it, 
it just does so much for one CP and it mm. threatens so much for one CP and you have to have an immediate answer if they have any kind of board state that interacts well with it. Absolutely. And there's just so many cards that just combo well with it. And oh, yeah. it's just really versatile. Yep. So. And that's honestly kind of the same reason that Toneberry is my number one. Again, another card that has an immediate impact when it hits the board. So, you know, you're, it's one of those cards that like your opponent thinks they'll leave guys back because they need to block because you're putting the pressure on. Well, Tom Barry just kind of changes that immediately. Like, whatever they were setting up to do, Tom Barry's like, well, that guy's not as big as you thought he was, and I can make him even smaller if you want to get up at he. You know what I mean? Like, I think uh, at Charlotte, like, I think uh, Sam said it best, like, having a Tom Barry out, like, it's almost like having an Anthem out. Yeah, pretty much. Like, the, the, the card is just super versatile, and there's just a lot. It just, it does so much, and then it's another one, you know, again, if, you really, if you're playing a deck that has it in Gal, Gal brings it back. The fact, again, the fact that it costs two, again, is super relevant. I will say the fact, the reason it's not higher on my list mm-hmm. is because, and this is really misleading, I feel like, with the card, it is not multi-card. Oh, God, I wish it was. No. It, it might actually be pretty busted if it was yeah, multi-card. Yeah, so you can only have one of these out at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like everything else above it on my list is multi-card. Yeah. So where like Layak, you're probably not playing more than one Layak out of the time, but it is multi-card. If you yeah, because really it's an auto pop, isn't it? Yeah, it's auto pop. Yeah, which which is another reason I think why Zell's really good because yeah. they set up that Layak turn. You're like, all right, well here's Zell, get it out of here. I, I just punished you for doing that. Yep. So, so do we want to do summons or backups next? Some, I, summons I think, are fine. Yeah, I think summons are fine. So I'll, I'll lead off this time. Okay. Uh, so my number ten is Chaos Walker of the Wheel. Okay. And the reason that's the reason it's number ten is because let's be honest, it's an EX burst and it's a good piece of removal. The only reason it's number ten is it has a huge downside if you don't have five drop Yuna out. Yeah. But, you know, if, if they're playing a deck where like, you know, or maybe they've overcommitted on a turn where they've played a lot of cards, you know, you or you know, if they got one or two cards in their hand, you, you know, sometimes you press your luck and test the waters. But the fact that it can just break something, it, it's you know, it, it's just a good solid piece of removal and unfortunately like it's the only piece of like really solid removal that like wind has yeah but it's it's drawback is not enough to make it a bad card it's just i I can't put it any higher on my list because of that huge drawback of being able to windmill slam a possibly better forward on the table it it is higher on my list and i'll I'll explain why we get there sure sure so go Uh, ahead so my number 10 is bismarck sure Um, he's actually not on my list it was tough it it was tough i think there's a lot of summons that didn't quite make the cut mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of judging it more like what is seeing a lot of play right now and it's just really good sure absolutely and I think Bismarck is seeing play for good reason uh, mm-hmm. this thing has three options really you're using it for one mm-hmm. I mean bouncing the monster is nice okay uh, bouncing your own guy to save it cool um, it can, you can do some cool stuff because it does it is character so you could bounce your own Shantoto to play another Shantoto yep um so, but really what you're using it for is a combat trick to just have something's power. Yep. And if you have Yuna out, making it cost one seems really unfair. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's a two CP summon that's doing all those things. Absolutely. I just feel like it's really good. Absolutely. Um, so, my number nine is actually Zolera. Okay. That's not on my list. Um, and I, I think that card's really good because, again, Ice is a card. Ice is an element that doesn't really have a lot of removal options. And this is a card, like, and we actually saw it in the uh, grand finals of the California Crystal Cup where they had an Alua and a Rigetti and they were putting the pressure on, they swung out and they lost them both. Like, yeah. the fact that it just it does get a lot of, like, it, it gets two, three, five, seven, prime, nine, eleven. Prime yeah. numbers. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, there's a lot of really critical cards that this thing hits. And sometimes, and, and when Ice hits this at the right moment, it probably just wraps up the game. Yeah, it can be a blowout. Um, yeah. It's, r- it's rough in decks where... If- 
you play a lot of four CPs like sure. Earth. It's not very good against Earth. Sure, and, and that's why it's number nine. But I think against like decks that aren't Earth, yeah. it just you know, like it, it can be a blowout in the mirror match too. No, I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah. So my number nine is Opus Three Shiva. Sure, that's even, much higher on my list. Even though it's been well, so the reason it's lower on my list is because less people have been playing it. Sure, and the reason less people have been playing it is because a card named Orphan got released. Oh yeah, and Orphan is just this card with a body on it. Mm-hmm. However. In much more aggressive decks, I still feel like she was really, really good. Yeah. It only costs two CP8. They're dulling two things. I mean, chances are you're just boop swinging yeah. over for the win. Yeah, or or just like you can dull two things to stall for another turn or something. Yeah. It's 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 got a lot of uses, and I think it's good. Like I said, the only reason it's lower for me is just because it's starting to see less play in the meta. Yeah, because and mostly because of Orphan and another card that's probably going to be higher on both of our lists. Yeah. Um. So my number eight is actually Exodus. Okay, that's um, also not on my list, but that was really close. And, and the reason he's on there is mostly because of a card named Camelot. Yeah. Um, and um, just the fact that you know it's one of those things that can turn into, and this is you know kind of the opposite of Zalera. This is when your opponent has a ton of four drops, and you know they're really putting the pressure on. You just drop that thing, name four. Cool, I just wiped your board. Yep. On to the next turn. I, I think that card, I, I, that card does a lot. And I remember when I first saw it, when I first got in the game, I was like, that card just seems bad. Why would I want to remove my own things? But then you see those turns where people are like. Cool. You got four and three drops. I've got something. You know, I've got something that might match your most critical drop, and I'm like four, or I've got nothing on board, and you're pressuring like threatening lethal. It's like cool, four, five, whatever. I, th- I think that card just really, really good. Yeah, it's really good for sure. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it just missed the cut for me. Yeah, that's, um, I, that's, I was in the same boat with Bismarck. Yeah, so I understand that. Uh, my next one is uh, Chaos Walker. Yep. Um, the reason I have it slightly higher even due to the drawback, is there are ways to play around the drawback. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of decks that even run it with or without Yuna usually have ways to play around that drawback with things like Zidane yep. or Thief, mm-hmm. or if you just don't care what they're going to play. And actually the best target um, for it, like in most decks that play it, is just Stola. Yeah. You're just like, all right, cool, I'm going to break that. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you play. Yep. I don't care if you play a 7-drop. Well, and I'm glad you said that because one of the perfect examples was because I use it. In, I, I play twelve title. It's my best my best summon in the deck. I was playing at uh, Kansas City in the title tournament. I was playing against Final Fantasy XI. They slam forward Shantoto. I don't give a shit what they're playing after that. I'm getting rid of that because that card could be a problem. Yeah, later. But again, sometimes the drawback can, uh, can bite you. Um, it, the guy a guy played against me in Kansas City and he got bit real hard. Uh huh. So when he tried to remove my Bonga Thief and I uh, yeah. threw a gal <laughs> yeah. down and got the Bonga Thief back. Yeah. So Thanks. It, it's it can put it can put you in situations like that, so it can be risky. But if you can like mitigate the risk, is, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. So moving on, my number seven. Well, your this should be your six, right? Oh uh, no, eight was Exodus. Um, I went Chaos Zalera Exodus. So we should be at ten. Nine, You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, my seven. It's actually fitting. It's seven drop Odin. Okay. Um, we all know why he's on the list. That man does one thing and one thing only. You run three of him to flip on the burst because that thing can just be a fucking ball buster. When you're playing an aggressive deck, you swing in, seven drop Odin on one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, there's not much more to be said. It's a straight break and it has EX burst, even though it's expensive. Yeah, it's just, we, we know why it's in the decks that run it. Yeah. Period. Um, my number seven is Carbuncle, Opus 5 Carbuncle. That card's good. Um, I just think that, I think people are still sleeping on it. I think that card is insane. Yeah. Um, especially if you like play it in decks where it just works really well, yeah. you'll, you'll see. You'll like, just play against a Carbuncle deck one time, and you'll see like why it's dumb. Uh, basically, what it does is if you, you you increase something's power, it costs two. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to Earth Summon. You increase something's power by 2k. If that forward's power by the time it resolves is 9k or less, mm-hmm. return Carbuncle to your hand. Yeah. So 5k is the magic number, generally, because you're going to play this with Graviton. And literally, you can turn a board of 5k's into a board of, like, 11k's. Yeah. And it's cost you, like, nothing. Yeah. It's insane. So yeah. it, I think it's a really insane card. Um, and I think it will start to see more play. And I do think the Carbuncle deck is very underrated. Oh, I agree. I agree. All right, so my number six is uh, we talked about a little while uh, while we were going over the spoilers. It's uh, Opus 1 Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we got another EX burst. There's nothing, wor- there, there's nothing worse than having this thing. You're, you're, you're threatening lethal. Six point of damage. They flip this bastard over. This this card this card can ruin so many days, especially when you you've just spent all your money to play like an expensive guy, and they just boop, they just bounce it right back to your hand. It feels bad. Yep. Like the card is just good. It is a just a good efficient summon that is as advertised. So, uh, my next one is seven uh, CP Odin. So not yeah, yeah. really much more to say, honestly. Yeah, you're playing this to get come off the top, and if you have to hard cast it, usually it's to win the game or something. Yeah, so. cards a beater. So now we're getting to the top five here. This was kind of hard to order these because I think the all five of these cards I think are just really, really good. My number five is Cockatrice, the Opus 5 So Cockatrice. that's not even in my top ten. Really? But I, I do think it's really good. Again, it's it's like you, you rate stuff t- typically based on like – and I don't play a, sh- a lot of Earth. Mm-hmm. But I, I, to me, and I'll let you talk about like why sure, you sure. feel like it's good. I feel like it's rarely a three of, mm-hmm. um, but you can make the argument for three. And it can do a lot of things – to like seal games out and just one CP to not make something block can be or not attack can be really right awesome. and, and that's kind of how I'm like this this card just and we we've, we've witnessed it I've had it happen to me and I've done it like this card just straight up it, it's a lightning healers card man it just wins you a game like you just rip that thing off the top and it's like man I just need to get one oh okay cool can't block this turn rip the card is good and it's also the fact that it's ex burst can can get you to that turn where it's like, oh, they're threatening lethal. You flip that on top. Why? Cool. That guy can't attack. Or, you know, it's great for like combat tricks with like Hecaton Chair and stuff like that. So it's a very yeah. versatile card. And it one and the fact that it's in my the reason it's in my top five is the fact that it does so much for one CP. It does. Yeah, the cost is definitely really good. Yeah. So moving along, now we're in your top five now. Uh, so my number five is Opus Five Phoenix. Yeah, card's good. That that one was I, I was really looking for to put that one in here. I couldn't. So I just think in the right deck when you recur the right three drop, oh, um, and you're killing something with this, mm-hmm. totally worth seven mana. Yep. Or seven CP. Yep. Uh, it is a fire summon, which is why you probably don't see it too too much. Mm-hmm. But it is really strong. Um, I have played it in decks that run only three fire cards, and the only three fire cards were this card. Yep. And it was really good. Yeah, that thing getting back in Adele, a Lua, a Urianje. Yeah, so it's it's pretty insane. Because you can do things like get a Lua back and then a Lua special. and Oh, yeah. Like, do really crazy stuff. And you get the two-for-ones by getting back a, a VV or getting back a Sid Reigns. I, I know... Um, when I was playing my, the, I, I'm playing around with this big mono fire deck, and um, I, before I went to combat, I was playing against Austin. I removed a blocker, got back Cyan. Cool. Now my Edgar Saban and Shadow can just swing and not have to worry about it. Like, yep. like it, it, it's a super versatile card, and it was, it, it again, much like Bismarck, it was like right outside the top ten for me. Yep. So now my number four, um, I said it was higher on my list earlier. This is Opus Three Shiva for me. Um, I think just because like I agree with you, it is on the decline because of cards like Orphan. But the cards, because I saw a lot of it on stream over the weekend in um, in California. Um, 
the card's just good. You know, getting two guys out of the way can will never be a bad ability. And yep. the, the cost, it's, it's just super efficient. So, uh, so my number four is Belias. Yeah, he's Another higher on the list. Uh, two CP, first strike, ace, plus a thousand, hand draw a card. <laughs> the is value and, and, town. And EX verse, so yeah. it's, it's pretty good. It's um, just straight value town. Yeah, I mean, it gives you two keywords plus a thousand power and draws you a card. And it, and it comes off the top and does that as well. It, that card can be a blowout. I don't see how they're ever going to print a better fire summon than that. They won't. Um, and it was kind of funny. Again, me and Austin were playing on Octagon last night. I, you watched that game. He blew me out the second game with a Belias. Yeah. I even told him, I was like, that, that's a blowout. I can't I can't recover from that. Yep. So my number three is a Hecaton Chair, Opus 4 Hecaton Chair. Okay. Um, this was the card. This was the card that Earth needed to stop being so vanilla. This was the beginning of Earth being like, okay, now we, we just we're, we're more than just big dumb dudes that you push forward. Now we're now we've got combat tricks. Now we're going to be doing some stuff that, you know, we're going we're going to be taking care of business that you didn't think we could take care of before. And the card is just insane. Yep. Uh, my number three is Opus Love Leviathan. Sure. Um, pretty much the same reasons you said. I mean, it's a 3CP bounce a guy. can really crush somebody early in the game. It's a little bit worse later in the game. But mm-hmm. sometimes if this hits as an EX burst later in the game, when your opponent's not really thinking about it, it can lose you a game. Oh, absolutely. Um, it can all, like, because if you're playing a really aggressive deck, it hurts even worse. Oh, yeah. So it, it's a really good card, EX burst. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, a, in a water deck that doesn't have Cleon, it's usually a 3 of. So. Absolutely. So uh, we're getting down to the wire here. My number two is Belias, actually. Um, for all the reasons you said, that this guy is just value city furniture. He gives you two keywords, plus a thousand power, draws you a card, is EX burst, cost two. Holy shit. There is zero. This is a card that, if, if anybody can say that there is any downside, is the fact that it's a red card. But there, to me, there is zero downside to this card. It is just really, really good. Yep. Uh, my number two is Glassy Bolus. Oh, then, then that changes things a little bit. I yes. wonder what your number one is. So, um, yeah, it's, oh, I mean, it's, it's three of in pretty much every ice deck at this yeah. point. It's like, uh, if you're not running three, you probably should be running three. Mm-hmm. It does way too much. Like, at worst, at worst, it's an Opus 1 Shiva. Mm-hmm. At worst, without EX Burst, it's an Opus 1 Shiva. And this one's actually my number one, so we'll yeah. just keep talking about it. Um, most of the time, you're going to, like, dull something and make someone discard a card, or you're going to kill whatever they just swung with if it's, like, a 7K, and make them discard a card, or mm-hmm. you're going to dull something else and then kill something else. It just it does a lot for a deck that didn't need it. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I remember, like, when we saw it, we were like, man, does this thing replace Opus 3 Shiva? I don't know. We were, I remember, and, but you came on, you came around it, like, I was like, ah, I think I was on it really fast. Like, even before Boston, I was like, this is a 3 of card. Yeah, and I was, I was like, I was like, I'll try it as a 1 of, and then I remember going as a 1 of, and I was like, man, I wish I had two more of these in my deck, so I immediately made that switch. I, I believe, I can't remember if I was running three of them at Boston, or if I made that switch after. I think no. it was after, right? Yeah, I think it was after, because the one of them, like, it was super helpful, and that's when I was like, you know, so yeah, great card. That's my number one. I think right now it's the best summon in the game because, like you said, it does so much. Yeah, it's the, so versatile. The only time that this feels bad in this, and it has this in common with my number one summon, is when it comes off the top and goes in your damage. That's the only time the summon feels bad. God. And we, again, we watched that in grand finals today. My man was on tilt when he got back to back doom trains into yeah. the damage. But I mean, usually when you're using this, it's. it's gonna swing something in your favor oh absolutely my number one summon is opus for hecaton chair card damn good um, card is damn good my reasoning is i think 
there is no iteration of any Earth deck right now that doesn't run three of this card. Or any card that has Earth in it at all, unless That's you're playing monsters. Unless you're playing monsters. Like if, if unless you're playing some non-forward centric Earth deck, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's Earth Lightning. I don't care if it's Earth Water. I don't care if it's. It doesn't matter. Three of this card is in there. One hundred percent. So like that's my reasoning for why it's so good. Like it's and it, it's pro, it's the best combat trick in the game. I think. Oh, hands down. Uh, because like you can block something with something that's probably going to trade and then kill something. That's lower than what you're blocking with, and then two for one in any situation. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're talking with like Dottaluma at this point, now you're like you doing even more. Man, the Dottaluma four for one feels great. <laughs> I mean, the card's just really, really good. And um, again, it costs two. The, the 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 efficiency of this card, like this is this is one of those summons that um, I, where I say it's like Belias. What you're paying for and what you get mm-hmm. are just so disproportionate like you get so much more value than what you're paying yeah i agree cards nuts yeah so yeah so those were pretty straightforward our lists are actually surprisingly similar i thought we you know because I, I tend to come out of left field on some things but i i think you know good cards are good cards right yeah so i think this the, the these next two categories that's why i wanted to save these for last this is where it might get off the rails specifically backups okay i have a feeling our number ones are going to be exactly the same because i feel like if maybe this isn't your number one you might just be wrong or, may, or maybe you might have another reason. But I'm going to start with my number 10. No, actually, no, you go first. I All went right. first last time. My number 10 is uh, Opus 4 Gladiator. Sure. Uh, sure. 2 CP water backup mm-hmm. for one water tap rate. Get a 3 CP or less standard unit put into play. So pretty much get Ranger for free is for, Ranger, for that card Viking, says. Viking, yeah. Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got a lot of options. Yeah, and I think and what's what's going to be really tough. One quick disclaimer on these backups: like a lot of these backups are going to be like determined by like you know the decks that they I, go in. I will it's, say it's this tough. this one was the hardest for me, hands down, to pick a ten because there's um, so many there, good ones. There were some that were just like so obvious. Yeah, but there's a like a line. I feel like our list is going our list is going to be much different yeah. this time. And I then think. one of the things I know we talked about it was like lumping types together, like anthems or yeah. category searches, because we and we we talked that like. Some are better than others because yep. of the way the decks just are nat- naturally. So, so I don't want to get too much into that. My number 10 is the Lightning Red Mage. Okay. I think being able to just give something haste on demand, especially in, you know, with Lightning really, especially going, in, especially going into Opus 6 where we're seeing a lot of these, you know, potential for, you know, aggressive builds. Um, Opus 5, you know, Lightning was a lot more aggressive. Um, just being able to just give a forward haste just for one and, like, one and tap. Yep. That seems really good. Like, it ends games. Yep. And it costs... It, it's a, it makes a, everything a threat at the end of games. Yeah, and it's a 2 CP backup. Yep. So. Uh, my next one is Banana Man. He's higher on my list. Um, Nanner, Nanner Sid himself. So, typically, I probably wouldn't put a searcher on this list just because they're kind of straightforward in what they do. But Final Fantasy VI is so good that this guy's on my list. Well, he's the enabler of the engine, essentially. Um, he makes two decks like he enables two decks more than they probably should even though i feel like he's having less of an impact on ice now just because you're seeing sets or go yeah but ice um, x decks yeah. man he is a rock star yeah he's really good i mean yeah there's just a, so many good targets yeah for him to get whereas i feel like a lot of other searchers like Gromus or clan gully sid like when they play those cards you're just like i know what you're getting yeah search for search for a lua Search for Al Cid. That's what those cards should say. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Banana Cid, he, he's the enabler of the engine, hands down. So uh, my number nine, we're talking about searchers here. Uh, my number nine is actually Mog Mobius. 
Okay. Um, and the reason he's on there is um, he's a two CP backup first of all, and he searches for any forward. Now, granted, you're probably granted he's he's two Earth tap and break. Um, so clearly you're playing Earth or Earth X, but the fact that he he's not restricted by category. And he breaks himself, which can be relevant. Yep. So this guy just gets you when you need a wall, you're getting a wall. I know in my Earth deck, there's been times where it's like I'll swing with my Warrior of Light. And the fact that you can do it any time, it's not restricted to your turn. I think that's that, that's another reason it's on my list. But there's been many a times where it's like I'll swing with the Light Warrior of Light, uh, give it Brave from Wall because I've got, the, I've got the, the setup. I'll search for the other Warrior of Light to special to kill something else. Like yep. just being able to get something on demand for a relatively cheap cost, I think is good. I think just I think he's a very valuable card. Yep. And that's not on my list, but he was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, my number eight mm-hmm. is Lightning Red Mage. Sure. Um, pretty much for what we said, two CP gets anybody he wants haste. It's not like specific to an element or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just for one lightning attack. Yeah. So it basically like when you get on when you go on six damage against a lightning deck with that on the board, like you can't swing out anymore. Yeah, you have to treat treat it like any forward that they top deck is now a haste forward. Absolutely. So. It's just a good card. So my number eight, um we talked about lumping anthems together. I have Duke Larg. Okay. And the reason and the reason Duke Larg is there is because making Genesis an eight K is just unfair. Yeah. Like I can't think of a better reason than that. Making lock an 8K feels unfair. Making Celis a 9K is super relevant. Um, the fact that ice guys are pretty undersized, and the same argument can be made for a card like Lulu, which I don't, that may be on your yeah. list. It may not be. Um, I, I, I think just with the power of these ice fours, especially kind of goes back to the Final Fantasy VI engine and just Genesis in general. Making these guys bigger than they should be just feels kind of unfair. Yeah, and that's why he he he, he clearly is the enabler for that. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so neither are on my list, but if I were gonna put one on my list, it'd be Lulu. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like Lulu is so important to Lightning that she's always a three of. Correct. And if you see someone with not that doesn't have three Lulus in their mono Lightning deck, they're probably wrong to be yep. honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you'll see people cut one Duke Lard. Sure, so. absolutely. Uh, my next one, and I'll admit that I was really wrong on this card when I reviewed it, mm-hmm. uh, is Edward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really underestimated... He just missed mine, too. Yeah, I really underestimated his special, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that he'd be too expensive. But now that people are playing Harley, and you're playing Harley turn one, you're tapping one, playing Edward turn two, is really gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just keep this guy active, and it's just S-tap yeah. to cancel any summon you want. And the fact that... Because even if you don't have it threatening that you have it. Yeah. Cuz you don't want to be wrong. Cuz if you get blown out by that guy, you just you straight you just kind of lose. Yeah. Just kind of how it it's goes. It's like Aeris, like planet protector when she's ready, like, you know, she can she cancels that 9 CP ride and you just loss. Yeah, you, you're afraid. You're afraid to do something at that point. All right. So my number 7 is uh is the fire red mage. Okay. Um this is another this is another one of those 2 CP backups that just later in the game you got to be careful. Like, you know, if you swing out except for one guy leaving up as a blocker and they have that thing, or if you even have two guys up, you know, the fact that I can make your most your most valuable blocker, now I can just remove him from the equation, mm-hmm. you better hope I don't have a way to get the other guy out of the way, or you, you just lose. Like, that, that, And it's only a red tap and a colorless. Yep. So it's relatively cheap. Again, like it's a great turn one play that just becomes a threat throughout the entire game. Yeah, it's not on my list. Again, it was really close mm-hmm. to being on my list. Uh, I think Backos is probably, like I said, the hardest one to do. Yeah, because there's just you can see so many ways. Um, so my number six is Minor. Sure. Yeah. 
Uh, I think I was pretty spot on when I reviewed this mm-hmm. card. Mm-hmm. I think this card is still really insane. Mm-hmm. Um, usually you're running like one or two of it just to be able to recur stuff, and it feels really good when you play it. Mm-hmm. If you're running three of this card, um, the deck usually that you run three of in will abuse the fact that you can basically oh, go infinite at that absolutely. point, which can get really... If you get that online, like, good luck. Yeah, your de- your your graveyard just becomes an extension of your hand. You can just kind of cherry pick what you need when you need it. Yeah. So uh, my number six is a uh, banana man himself, Nanner Sid, and the reason I have him high is it's it, 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 it's a bias opinion. Obviously, I love the Final Fantasy six engine, but like I said, this guy is the enabler. When you have this guy and sets are out and you play a lot, guess what? You're pitching a car. Like this guy just he 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 gets the ball rolling essentially, and yeah. I just I think with with Final Fantasy six and he's only he's as good as the sum of his parts, right? Like, the fact that the, the cards he gets, and even when you splash this guy in other colors, like if you're playing Ice Earth, you're grabbing Dottaluma, you're playing Ice Fire, you can grab Sabin, Cyan. Like, you, you have so many targets outside of Ice that, you know, he's, he's just a good card. Yep. So. Uh, my number five, so now we're getting to top five, oh, okay. is Clady. Yeah. Um, I think this backup is bonkers. Yep. Uh, it does only fit in very specific decks, mm-hmm. but when it works, man, it's dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to ready Steiner, being able to ready a Beatrix, being able to ready any knight that you want, um, you're like you're able to swing out with your knight. Like being able to like swing out with Big Delita, and then you're just like, yeah, this guy's up right now. Um, whenever I want it to be, it's it's scary. It is legit scary, and it's just a tap. Um, yeah. Also, you can make this cost one with Destin. Mm-hmm. So it's I just think it's really gross, and I think you'll see more of it in the future. Yep. So my number five, we're getting my top five now. My number five is actually kind of a dark horse pick. My number five is Seven Drop Tama. Okay. And I say that because, yes, it's very specific, but just being able to get a wall back and throw that guy on the board, that feels really good. Then having that thing on deck to do it again later, like, because we got so many, we've gotten so many powerful forwards here. Being able to just grab something and throw it on the board just seems really, really good. Especially a forward that, and, and you're playing that in decks that have those kind of immediate impact forwards. Yeah. It, it's it's expensive, yes, but when you play it, it, it swings a game for sure. Uh, my issue, my only issue with it, yeah, is that it's really expensive. Both both abilities are very expensive, mm-hmm. um, and I also I this, this almost made my cut two CP Tama is really yeah, good. Absolutely. Being able to play a, a character at mm-hmm. instant speed feels really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, and I do think that that card is underplayed, and it almost made my top ten. The yeah. two CP version. Absolutely. Cool. So we're um, on to your number four now. My number four is uh, heroic Yuna. Yeah, absolutely. Um, five CP backup when she comes into play, bounce something, mm-hmm. ex burst on the top of that, yeah. and then for the rest of the game, anything that goes from the field um, into the break zone, you can remove from the game instead. Yep. Absolutely. My number four is uh, Jill Nabot, uh, starter. Mm. Um, I know she's kind of been on the decline lately, but that's another card that just can. It, she's a two CP backup. She never feels good on the first turn, but man, when she comes off the damage for EX burst, man, talk about just a showstopper. And then she's great. Like again, it, it it's not as prevalent anymore, but with 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 cards like Orphan out. Mm-hmm. But sometimes doing the two CP Shiva and then jamming that card, man, that yeah. kind of hurts. Yeah, the reason... So she's not in my top ten at all. Mm-hmm. And my reasoning for that is, again, it's on the decline mm-hmm. um, and wall is a card. Yeah, that is <laughs> I, true. That's my, I, I still think she's really good. Um, but there's a reason people aren't just jamming three in their ice decks anymore. Yep, absolutely. And there's also a reason people are playing the other one as mm-hmm. well, which also isn't on uh, probably either one of our lists at this point. No. 
Uh, my number three is Archer. Yep. Two uh, CP wind Opus One mm-hmm. wind backup. Um, it's the best form of backup removal, I think. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, because Hecaton Share doesn't hit things less than three, and a lot of things like even if you look at our list, like what have what have we named so far that Hecaton Share hits that that it hits and that's relevant? So Yuna on my list, yeah. Duke Larg, Duke Larg. Because Miner, Miner's still going off. You, yeah, better, yeah. you better break Miner the turn I play it. Yep. Or else I'm just going to break it in response. Yeah, and that's... Please, break my Nanner Sid. I'll take another. But Archer breaks, like, Gladiator, breaks Red Mage, breaks Edward. The other Red Mage? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... It just hits so much for just for... And it's, a, and it's a good turn one backup, and then on top of that, it's just two more win CP and a tap yeah, and a break. and, and it, it's a... That's it's it's a card that you want to see a win play as a win if you play win you want to drop that thing turn one and then you just have you have access to it whenever you need it yeah so we're on, we're on number three right uh yeah my number three is Minwoo okay he's not in my top ten okay and again just because you know let's be honest this is the card that kind of single handedly sh- shut an element out of the game and also he shuts off a lot of stuff right and unless you have an answer for it like the Dottaluma Cactar shenanigans man if you got Minwoo out. You've taken that off the table. Yeah. Um, cactar, pretty much all these cactar combos. If you have Minwoo out and they don't have an answer for it, you've taken that off yeah. the table. But the nice thing I will say as a counter argument is mm-hmm. those decks are running Hecaton shares and Archers. And Ar- oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree for for that reason. Right. Yeah. And um and that's you know I, I think that card, especially if you have a deck that relies on a lot of that ping damage stuff, like you know like you kind of shut off Al Sid at that point. Like the the card, if you don't if you can't deal with it, he shuts off a lot of stuff. Yeah, so that, he, he can just, make things awkward. Yeah, he's he's a tried and true backup. He's another one too that like he, he tests your metal. That if because if you know how to play around him, you're you're probably a much better player than those yeah. that don't. I so. will I will say there's a card that I think might have been a glaring omission on mine that I probably would put on here now. Uh-huh. I think about it and that's no no. Uh, my glaring omission is five drop Yuna. Yeah, I didn't no, even think about it. That card's yeah. insane. Yeah, no no is probably my one card that I'd probably put on here that I just I don't know why I didn't put it on here. Yeah. Uh, so my number two is uh, Star Sybil. That's also my number two. So th- that I think we both know what our number ones are <laughs> yeah. too. So. so I mean, first off, it, it costs five. Okay. Yep. But there's a card called Similafina um, that makes this card cost three, and when this card costs three, it's gross. Mm-hmm. It's an EX burst. Yep. So even if it comes up top of the deck, you're still searching for an eleven card. Um, your targets right now are just really good. Yeah. Um, Camelot. So you can search. So there's the two obvious ones. There's Toto and Kamenot. Mm-hmm. Those are the two big ones. You can also search Similafina to make your next star symbol cheaper. Yep. You can search Graviton mm-hmm. to set up your crazy carbuncle crap. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Forge and Toto, which is a little bit more niche, but is a pretty good card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to get into like knights and stuff, like if you're running three color knights or what okay. have you, you got like Corelli, you got uh, Tryon, you got Clady, you got all Destin. All yeah. those are eleven cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really good. And then on top of that, you have the last effect, which is just tap break, sit play a six or less from your hand yeah. onto the field seems, only during your turn. Seems real dumb. And I think you hit it right on the head. That card is so versed. I remember when I saw that spoil for Opus Five, I was like, holy shit. This card can search Shantoto. Not realizing that there were like other that 11 was, that cards. Was, that was my first thought too. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that you could just drop a dude into play. Card's insane. But, like I said at the top, at the top of the backup list, if this isn't your number one backup, you are wrong. Shantoto. Shantoto, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah she costs seven. Um, but, she kills everything on the board. And not only does she kill it, she removes it from the game. So, she gets around anything that's like unbreakable or yep. whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, 
generally decks that run this are going to run like two or three to, to Seer. Um, mm-hmm. And even if not, they'll, they'll run like one to be kind of cheeky, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, because you can tutor it with Star Sybil. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever play more than one of these a game, you probably just win. Oh, yeah. Because you uh, can play uh, me, uh, Mion to put it back into your hand again. Yeah. yeah, Bismarck put it back into your hand. Like, yeah. The card's just good. There's a reason that it's been a high-dollar card since the moment it's been oh, released. The card's yeah. stupid. It's just really good. Um, and on top of that, it taps for any CP. Yeah. That's just icing on the cake at yeah. that point. It's best backup in the game. There's no two ways to it. Like, like you have 10 through 2 and all the other backups in, like, as a very, very, like... Loan at the top of the mountain, number one is Shantoto. Yep. So, all right, so now we've got forwards. And this one was kind of difficult for me, too, because there's a lot of good forwards in this there game. Are. Um, and my number 10 might not be on your list. And I, I've I've been high on this card since I started playing the game. My number 10 is Light Zidane. Okay. And I'll tell you why. A, he plays well with some already amazing cards in the game. Garnett. Vivi, Steiner, Beatrix. Like he he's an, he he rewards you for playing good cards already. He has three super relevant effects when he comes into play. Draw a card, discard a card, and ready all your nine characters. And I know the ready all your nine characters is probably the least one, but man, sometimes playing that guy off of Phoenix and having him as a surprise blocker feels really good. Um he just does so much for and ideally more times than not, you're paying, playing him for two. And, again, he goes back to being a two-mana 7K, essentially. Yep. So he's pretty good with it with text. Right. And, and I, I think he just does a lot. He's just a good – and, yes, he's a light card, which can make things clunky. But, typically, you're running him as a one, maybe a two-of. He just does so much. Yeah. In my opinion, he's the best light card. He's not on hey, my list. Hands down. I think he is yeah. the best light card in the game. He's not on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, he he would probably be pretty close. So, my number 10, and this might shock people – and again, like I want to just state, this is because of the I think because of the current state of what people are playing. Mm-hmm. My number ten is Cognazzo. Sure, he's he's actually not on my list. Um, this card is only on my list because I think he's still a very unfair card. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he has fallen a little bit out of grace um, just because of the water decks that you're seeing now mm-hmm. are more geared toward like just trying to get big, and they're not really playing for that Cognazzo Scholar play now. Mm-hmm. Unless you're playing Mono Water Monsters. Absolutely. Um, where he does still see plenty of play. Yeah, uh, I agree. And then Emperor's still around there, so that can be a little bit of trouble for them sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. But again, absolutely. I think he's still an unfair card. You pair this up with Minwu, you got a wall that's just going to keep blocking, and then you better have something that's a 10k. Exactly. Yeah, the, so. guy, the guy's really good. He's a good card. No, and I said he's not on my list. Because he, him and Light Zidane were like jockeying for the number ten spot, but yeah. I was like, man, I just feel like 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 Cagnazzo is mo- like yeah, he's good early and he's good late, but like he's easier to play around. Zidane does something like the minute he comes in, like get you some kind of value. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I like them both, and I could easily interchange the two. So uh, my number nine is uh, this might be some you might have him higher on your list. My number nine is Orphan. Okay. Just because the the guy is he's not in my top ten. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I think he's just just oppression personified. Yeah. He's the reason that like an amazing card like Shiva doesn't. You have to be pretty exceptional to make Shiva not see play anymore. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I he's not on, he's only on my list because I think the forwards above him are are just better forwards. Sure. However, he's lights out when you play. Yeah, him. I was saying like that guy. Like if you if your opponent gets to orphan first, you better. You, like because I I've I've beat the person I I've beat those decks where they drop Orphan you're like man how am I going like how them Duke boys going to get out of this pickle but then like you're like cool I got Vane all right we're good you know like he 
he's good because like the attorney said, the attorney drop him, he's lights out. But sometimes, like man, if, they, if you don't win that turn or the turn after, they drop a vein or something. Yeah, you're back in it. Yeah, so. it's, he's he's pretty rough card. He's really good, yeah. and he just missed my top ten. Mm-hmm. My number nine is Dark Emperor. Opus two, like yeah, he, he's uh he's on my list as well. Um, he's I, I think a lot of people are underrating him now, and I could honestly again argue with myself that he should be higher. Mm-hmm. Um, he just turns off so much. Yeah, and you'll even get to the point where even when you play really good players, they'll forget that he's turning so much off, and they'll try to do something. And you'll be like, no, 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 like, yeah. give him the Kim and Matumbo. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, and, we, we, I think we may have found the name of the episode. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it it's I think he's still really underrated. Um, and like I said, I could probably argue with myself that he should be higher. Yeah. Um, and he's one of the best dark cards. Yeah, I agree. Game, so I agree. He's a great card. Uh, again, higher on my list. Uh, my number eight is Alua. Okay. Again, this card's insane. She's slightly under curve, which is okay, but she's got haste. And the fact that she just fizzles something right off the bat. Yep. She's awkward to play around, and her special... That's another one that can be lights out yeah. if you blow her, it. Her specials will puts her over the top for me. Exactly. Um, and, and that's the big thing. Because, like, again, you know, you're coming off the layer. Bring her back on a Phoenix with that. And the fact that it's just S. Yep. Like, she just does a lot of good. And again, she's another one that, like, after, like, an Exodus or after a Chantota or something, you drop her, cool, game over. And you can't – because the thing is, after that turn, if you've got removal for something else – you have to have two pieces of removal to get rid of her. Yep. I think she's great. Yep. I think she's great. Uh, my number eight is Locke. Sure. So, He's actually not on my list, and it hurt me to not have him on there. So I think um, next to another ice card that will have higher, mm-hmm. that this, I think, is the best ice card in the game. And I think he's the reason that the six engine is as gross as it is. Oh, I, I don't disagree with um, that. I don't dispute that. He's one the thing. reason people run sets are banana said. Mm-hmm. Not maybe not Celis. Celis is pretty good on her own, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But like, and Celis isn't on my list. Not, not she's not on mine either. That's funny. Um, and granted, yes, his his ETB does require you to have two other six cards, but a lot of times because of sets and banana said, like that's going to go off. Right. More often than not. Right. And Locke is actually the reason I think banana said belongs. Yeah, I agree. The he's he's the reason why mine is in there too. It, it's kind of the three cards that work together, but I think Locke is the big problem. Yes, and I, I say problem, I just mean like he's he's the best card in my opinion of the three of those three, which oh, is like sure. the ones that you want to get out most and of the time. I, I can't even count how many games I've won off of Mirage Dive. Yeah, I mean that's the icing on the cake. Yeah, like so not only is he making you discard a card on entry most of the time, mm-hmm. you have to discard every time you take damage, mm-hmm. and. He's a 7K for 3 CP. He's on curve. And if you have <laughs> yeah. Duke Larg out, he's super unfair. Yeah, and then, yeah, Mirage Dive can just, like, you have to deal with him. Like, if you're on, like, 5 or 6 damage, you have to deal with him because you don't want to get Mirage Dived. Because that feels bad. Yeah. Like, Locke is the, one of the only characters where, like, you see him on the board, you're grabbing that break zone every turn to see how many are in there. Yep. I've had games come down to that for me and against me. Oh, so for sure. For sure. Well, my number seven, this is actually the only six character on my list, and that's Sabin. Wow, that's the only six character on your list? Are yeah. you sure? Uh, nope, sorry, he's not. Sorry, <laughs> okay. you're right. Okay. You're right, you're right. All right. Because um, I can't read. Um, <laughs> Sabin is my number seven, and I'm going to tell you what, I think he's the, A, I think he's hands down the best fire forward in the game. Mm-hmm. He's also the best aggressive forward in the game. I agree with that. Like, you turn, like, if you don't deal with, if, if you don't deal with him, on like out, out if you don't deal with him outside of the combat phase or well pretty much on your on your opponent if your opponent doesn't deal with him on their turn or like main phase one yeah you're not yeah. like 
Saban once once he once he goes to attack step and declares and de- you know declares attack and like chooses something or most likely himself, you're 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 getting out of the way because yep. if you block him, he's going to get bigger because the fact that he can keep pumping himself is huge, and God forbid you've got a board full of dudes and you got Rising Phoenix on deck. I that's an, I can't tell you how many games I've won. One of my matchups on uh, uh, in Kansas City, like it didn't matter at this point, but uh, he had like. Amon, Zemus, Al Cid, Onion Knight, and I had Saban on deck with Rising Phoenix. Boop! All that, all that CPU just gone, just fucking gone. Yep. And then take a point of damage. <laughs> yeah, because he's still coming through. Exactly. I yeah, think he's not on my top ten just because he, I I feel like he's one dimensional. However, he's really gross. That one dimension is like he does <laughs> yeah, it the best. He's really good at that mm-hmm. that one thing for sure. Um, so my number seven is the other six core four that you're probably. Oh yeah. About. Uh, which is Dottaluma. Big Daddy. Um, and again, I could probably argue with myself too that this guy should be higher. Yeah, he's actually well. a lot higher on my list um, as well. He's, he interacts with other cards really well, and mm-hmm. also he just puts your opponent in really awkward positions. Oh, yeah. Um, because anytime this guy takes damage, anytime he gets chosen, he's going to send 4K somewhere. And if it's doing it at the same time, he's going to send 8K somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it he just becomes really, really awkward to deal with. Yeah, he's just an insane card. I. I think outside, I mean, it's hard to say because, again, this goes back to all the six cards just being insanely good, right? Yeah. And I mean, there's not many of them that aren't that good. Yeah. Um, so now we're getting to number six, and this guy might be, I assume, is going to be a lot higher on your list. And I, the only reason he's not because I, I just think the other cards on my list are just better. My number six is Cam Lanot. Okay. Um, this, guy, this guy changed the way, he changed the game in Opus 5. He, he is just a pr- Problem, mm. problem for monocolored decks. Like, name me another five drop forward that kind of feel that feels good to play on turn one. I mean, yeah, there really isn't one right now. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> yeah. not, not only do you play him, but you also you 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 get to grab a backup essentially. Yeah, two CP backup. More more likely, that's what you're grabbing. Like more times than not, you're grabbing that. Um, and the fact that he just he he's just a, he's a big body that makes monocolored decks like they they can't get around that guy and there's certain cards that can obviously cards like Exodus, Vein, things like that, but he just he change he changes the way the game was played. Like monocolored decks are still a thing, but if they'd slam that guy in front of you, you're in trouble. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. He's he's really good. And I'll get into more reasons later. Sure, sure. He's higher on my list. Mm-hmm. Um so my number six is Alua. We kinda sure. talked about her. Um I think she's already gross just from her first two effects of having haste and fizzling the first thing that comes out to her. Um, and then her S just kind of puts her deal, over the man. top for no reason. Um, she also does exactly what Lightning wants to do. She puts you in this game of chicken, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you're just like, Lightning wants to build backups. And then all of a sudden you're like, Olu is on the field and she's swinging and my board's open because I didn't want to play forwards because I don't want to get outsitted. Mm-hmm. And now you're just like, well, now i got to play a forward to block Alua. Yep. And if you play a forward to block Alua, now you're putting yourself to get outsitted Ununited, just die. Yeah. And then Alua's still coming in. So it's like, you gotta make this decision in the first, like, two or three turns of the game if they do that. Like, alright, when am I gonna end this game of chicken? Exactly. And she, she she does make, she does make answering the pressure she puts on early, it, it's tough because you are scared of Alcid. Yeah. It, like, like it, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, so now we're getting to my top five. Um, my number five is uh, Dark Emperor, Opus 2 Emperor. Okay. Again, like you said, um, you know, people were really high on him when Monsters came out, but then, like, the Monster deck kind of shits on him. He still does so much. 
People forget, like, outside of monsters, he shuts down, like, backup abilities. Yeah, and uh, S's and... You know, in, you know, you can't you can't break that Yostola if he's on the board. You can't uh, yep. you, you can't do you know you can't tap and do the you just can't, you can't do anything yep. until you remove that guy. And also, no, there's nothing worse than having that guy hiding behind a Yostola. Yep. Oh, that's fucking lights yep. out. Tell I'm, me about I, it. Yeah, <laughs> like that just seems really really good to me. Yeah. So my number five, and I think if you would have talked to me three weeks ago, this would not be my number five, but uh-huh. it is now, and that's legendary Yostola. Yeah, 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 um, it makes sense. She just does a lot. Um, she puts you in like really awkward situations, and again, she's a really good answer to Alcid because yep. you're just like, cool. She mm-hmm. doesn't die. Yep. And you can still block a little bit in that situation. Sure, they get to play their other forward, but whatever. Um, the biggest thing is she stops Shantoto. Yeah, that's huge. Um, so it, it lets you put a board behind her, mm-hmm. um, and it really it's like she's basically going to say like, deal with me first. Yeah, it's true. So it's true. And then that makes your Shantoto, which costs seven now, basically is going to cost ten. Yep, and a lot of times too, your opponent's not going to put a more valuable, or they they potentially could put a more valuable target behind her. It's just like straight up as a piece of protection, mm-hmm. and then you know they've got the other one. They, yep. They've got another one to put behind her. Yep. So yeah, that's my number five. That's a good one to have. So speaking, you mentioned Al Sid. He's actually my number four. He's also my number four. This, what what else can be said about this guy? He is unfair. He may, he he is the the backbone of most mono lightning decks. Like when you're building a lightning deck, twelve cards are spoken for because of yeah. it. I think he's a really big problem for newer players too. Yes, a lot absolutely. of newer players will play the game and then the first they'll probably never forget the first time they got outsitted. Oh yeah, um, and it will happen to you. Oh um, yeah, but it yeah I mean he's he's just he's a very swingy card mm-hmm. and yeah he, unfair is probably the correct word. And just, there's a reason why, like, t- 10 to 12 cards of your lightning deck is going to be around this card. Yeah, because he just does so much. And he's, he is he is the definition of just a tempo play. Yep. And he's just good. Just a good card. All right, so uh, number three. Uh, we have the Big Daddy himself. Dottaluma is my number three. And, uh, and uh, it's kind of funny. I forgot he was a six. I forget he was a six character because he's the only, like. People always he's, forget. That's he's why the only off element. Yeah, you're, I, I did. I, because, I almost, I almost didn't you, have him in my top the, ten. The, the reason why I always remember is because when I, when we played the Earth Fire deck, I'll literally I'll play the deck and because I know. So I'll take Dottaluma and, I'll, and Cyan will be on the board. And I'll push him forward. I'll be like, attack with Dottaluma. And they'll be like, how does Dottaluma have Brave? And I'll be like. Cyan. <laughs> yeah, he's a six, bruh. <laughs> yeah. I forget that shit sometimes, too. And and the reason, you know, I, I almost completely forgot him. But then then when I, like, he's one of those things that, like, he kind of gets overlooked in a sense. In a sense that, like, when you talk about, like, good fours, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that's a card. That guy's just a fucking ass beater. Yeah. And, again, he's just all the combos he does. Like, if you don't have an answer for him, and I love, nothing makes me happier than I'm playing an Earth deck with him in it. Which, you're if you're playing yellow cards, you're running at least two of this guy. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was the reason why he was lower on my list because he's he, not an he wasn't like this of. automatic three of. And I feel like a lot of stuff on my list, I'm just like, except for with the exception of the dark, yeah, uh, and light cards that we named, right? Because for obvious reasons, right? And um, like the fact I love sitting across from like a vomity deck, and like they play a oh here's a shelk into this into this or a Godot into this. And you're like Dottaluma, yeah. And he's a he's a good answer to that board I was saying where like Alua gets played and you're and she's aggressively swinging. And you just play Dottaluma, because if they outsit him... He's they, taking them both out. They're still just left with a Lua. Yep, so. exactly. So, yeah, that, that's my number three. Go ahead. Uh, my number three is Kalmanot. Sure. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on it, because we're, we're already running pretty long. I now have a feeling our number two and number one may be the exact same. I think they probably are. 
Um, so the one thing I'll touch on that we didn't really touch on when you brought mm-hmm. it up was I think that not only did is he like really scary for mono decks, he opened he opened up the door for multicolored decks absolutely to be better. Absolutely, and you see these crazy five color control decks and they're playing this card because they'll play in turn one and fix their mana. Yep, and now all their cards in their hand are playable. Yep, and then now and then he's also a, a piece of pressure that says deal with me. Yep, yeah, I agree. All right, so now we're getting to number two. I have a again. I have a feeling your number two is going to be the same as me, and that's wool. Yeah, my number two is wool. Then that then that this completely lays out what number one is. <laughs> yeah. Um, wool is busted. Let's be honest. Yeah. The, the fact that he gets immediate value on the turn he comes in, and he's the reason that Tama is on my top ten backup list. Being being able to put this guy on the board immediately puts you at such an advantage. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and like. All of its effects are useful. The most the most rarest one you'll see is like deal a dole four three k. Yeah. However, when you're fighting a Lua, that shit comes super relevant. No, dude, absolutely. Or because the fact that he says don't, he says choose a four. Like you can use Wall to give her brave and then fucking kill her. Yep. Um, or yeah, sometimes sometimes he'll kill like an Argath or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, which is fine. Or you, if you're playing like Lightning Earth or something, you could kill it. But like that's probably the most least relevant one. The most relevant is negating EX bursts. Yeah, you're taking out. You're taking a mechanic of the game yeah. away. When you break a mechanic of the game, usually you're pretty good. Yeah. Um, and he does that. And like when these EX burst heavy decks see him, typically they're gonna cry. However, generally when you're running these EX heavy burst decks, you have a lot of mm-hmm. removal, so you can usually kill him. But again, I mean, he's probably going to at least get in one point of damage over you because of that. And Absolutely, and then God the, forbid you have Light Warrior of Light and Ingus on deck, um, you're in trouble. Yeah, if, when you when you swing with this guy and you see the seven drop Odin flip over, you're just like, yes. Yeah, you're like, love that. <laughs> yeah, so love that. Or like Opus on Leviathan or anything like that. So with that being said, I think number one's pretty obvious. You want to go ahead and say what it is? It's Genesis. Oh, hands down. Um, this card is dumb. Um, it it. Doesn't matter that he's a seven K. He just ends games sometimes. Like so he's a dull and freeze on a body, and not only that, whenever he swings he's gonna make you discard a card. So he'll he sees playing the tempo ice deck because again, sometimes he ends games, he'll dull and freeze their their biggest guy. Yep. And now that guy can't do anything for two turns. Mm-hmm. Um and then a lot of times like a lock's gonna follow that up and now you're just like you don't have a hand anymore, you better be able to top deck and play with me. And yep. usually ice decks will build to top deck for that reason. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, now you got this faster ice build too, where I feel like he really makes it way worse because I mean, yeah, you got Thalmaturgeons and stuff, which are new cards that are making you discard. Mm-hmm. But you you want to respond to those small weenie guys. Yeah. But if you do and they Genesis you, you just lose. Yep. The, so, o- the only time it ever feels bad is if like that that one card you grab is Dotaluma because you might be able to take one of the Thalmaturges out with you. Yeah. He he just like. He does too much, and he really, really feels bad when they slam him on the board. Oh, yeah, and he's he's also the reason that Duke Larg is in my top ten backups because Genesis as an 8K is unfair. Yeah. Oh, he's already unfair. Yeah. He's unfair as a 7K. Yeah, g- give him give him an extra K. He's not, he, it, it's The guy's nuts. Yeah. If that guy was on curve, I, I, I'd, start, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, yo, you get this guy out of this game immediately. Uh, yeah, so we're we're coming up on two hours right yeah. now. So so we're, long cast. So, yeah, so yeah, they said we're going to be it, long. We want it's been good. Yeah, so. we wanted to talk about these, and I think it's good conversation pieces. Um, we're going to end on. Well, so we have two more things. So yeah. one really quickly, we'll go through each element and we'll name what we think our most underrated card, and then just be quick about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So we'll start with fire. What's yours? Godot. Um, I, I agree with that 100%. I, I think I think he's really dumb. Being able to give stuff haste every turn and buffing two drops um, I think will become relevant later. Yeah, relevant and later. Godot is actually mine, but for the sake of variety, I actually picked Shadow. I think Shadow is a really, really good card, especially when you're playing Mono Fire. He will get his he will get his time in the spotlight. That's a card I think if you if you're looking to play him, the time is coming soon. So buckle up. Yeah. Uh, next, I'll go with Ice. So mine's mm-hmm. Sid Randall. Yep. Um, just being able to force them to pay extra for their guys to come in active, I think is really strong. Mm-hmm. I think he gets overshadowed by the fact that the discard is just so good and the six package is so good. So this guy just doesn't end up making the cut a lot of times. Yep. Uh, for me, Ice is a White Tiger Lassie Kunmi. I think taxing summons that target your fours by three. You have to pay an extra three if yeah. you target something. I think it's a three mana six K, so it's slightly under curve. But the fact that you have that, it also has first strike. Yeah, it does have first strike, which is fine. If you have Duke Largat, you're good. But the fact that this thing taxes, tar- like Hecaton Chair, all of a sudden costs five. Leviathan costs six. Like the card's good, and yeah. I don't know why it doesn't see play. Maybe because it is too slow in like the discard builds. But. Yeah, I think that's the main reason. Uh, next, we'll go with Wynn. So for me, it's Ritz. I feel like she's really undervalued. I agree. Um, I think her plus Shara is actually really good. Oh, yeah. And not being able to bounce stuff, that actually is a really good hate card for monster decks, especially if they're playing for uh, Valifor. Oh, yeah. So. That plus like Gilgamesh seem really good. Yeah. Um, for me, Wind is Thief, the 2CP backup that lets you, uh, you can break it and like look at your opponent's hand and take a character out of it. Like, mm-hmm. Thoughtseize effects seem really good in this game. Like, Combo that with like Light Zidane, and also it's a Tactics Advance two card, which could hold, which could hold some water somewhere because I believe Luso can get it. Yep. Which the card's good. I think I think it's a very undervalued two drop. Uh, so next is Earth. For me, it's uh, Opus Four Delita. Yeah. I feel like it's a very underrated card. It allows you to KO something when it comes into play, and then break something of equal cost on the opponent's side, mm-hmm. uh, which combos very well with like Opus One Vanille and stuff yeah. like that. Which is kind of funny because Vanille is mine. I think yeah. the fact that our Earth cards kind of combo together is yeah. very important. But not only that, whenever you target this guy, he gets plus a thousand power. Yeah. Uh, which can really that can be hose. hard. I mean, Ash, Ash does that, and that's why Ash is really annoying. Yep, and uh, like I said, mine's Vanille. For, you know, combos very well with Delita, and it's, it becomes something you have to deal with, and it, she becomes very hard to deal with. So. Yep, and then for Lightning, for me, um, and I feel like I've seen a little bit more of her lately, uh, is Heroic Lulu. Yeah. 5 CP backup. Uh, she can tap, break a backup to deal 5K, and then yeah. she has an S, which is S and tap. I think S2 Thunder and tap or something like that mm. to deal 10K yeah. to something. That seems good. Uh, mine is Opus 4 Ramza. Um, you see him sometimes, but I think the fact that being able to give something hasty, he, he seems like a very big combo enabler, and I know he's a big part of like some of those crazy like Onion Knight infinite combo well, decks. Actually, that are, that's the Opus one. Is it that one? Okay, but um, this one, the fact that it can come out and give haste, and it can ready itself when you play. Like, I, I think this this card is a a, a combo. Like, when you see a card with these kind of abilities, you have like a combo cornerstone, and I. I think as combo decks may become more prevalent when more cards come out he'll be a big part of that yep and then last is water because we're not doing light and dark yep um for me it's orator yeah um, orator's good tap give a job yeah um two cp 5k forward tap give a job uh, i think that's going to get more relevant as we see more stuff yep uh, uh, so yeah so mine's green mage i think um being able to cancel action ability seems pretty relevant um um but i think you know especially when we were talking about earlier about you know the new leviathan and the spoilers I think I'd rather have Opus One Leviathan and maybe run Green Mage in the backup line as opposed to that new Leviathan. Yep. So, yeah. So next we had one question coming in actually from uh, one of our returner guys. Uh, he wanted us to like kind of answer what we think the best deck is in the format. Uh, short answer, I'll say I don't really think that one deck is so dumb 
mm-hmm. that it just like kills everything. And then most people's answer will be mono ice, and that is my answer. If I had, if mm-hmm. I had, if you were like putting me to like a guillotine or something, and you're like yeah. game one deck, I'd still say mono ice, even though it's not winning all these. Crystal yeah, it cups has and yet stuff. to win a crystal cup in America. Um, and the reason for that is, I feel like um, the the floor on the deck is very high. Yeah. Um, like you can play the deck, and sometimes you'll beat a better player just because y- you can play it so oppressively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the reason you see it a lot um, is because people will just play it, and it kind of just clicks with a lot of people because yeah. it's not very hard. I don't think the early game is brain dead. Learning how to play in top deck mode is where it kind of gets where where more of the yeah. skill comes there, in. There, you could see a better, a higher skilled mono ice player versus a lower skilled one. Correct. You can tell the difference. Um, but I, I do think that that's the best deck in the format right now. But I don't think it's like this unbeatable monster. Yeah, I agree and it's that. obviously not winning everything. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I do think you know, and sometimes I think this in fighting games, like the best character doesn't always win. Yep. So the best deck doesn't always win. Um, but it but it is a problem. I will say some, a lot of other people will say Earth Wind because it's been winning a lot. Like yeah. it just won um, uh, Osaka. It won Kansas City when Sam was playing it. Mm-hmm. It top four at Cali, and it is a really good deck. And I think the reason that a lot of really good players are on it is because it doesn't have a terrible time against Mono Ice. Um, actually, if it can get online like with Sema and another backup turn one, and you start playing like cheap cheap uh, Star Sibyls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you Cactuar is gonna kill whatever they play. Yep, you don't give a shit. You don't give no. a shit. You, if you have Cactuar Dottaluma out and they play Genesis, a that's just foolish on their part because it's it's dead. It is dead the turn it comes in. Yeah. So I think like the big reason a lot of good players will play it is the ability to outplay opponents on that deck. There's just a lot of lines and things that the other players won't see that the player that's playing the deck will mm-hmm. see, Absolutely. and it'll force misplays i say that with like air quotes Mm -hmm. because the opponent doesn't really know what the deck can do yeah um and it really gives you a lot of room to outplay your opponent through those i know if i go into a tournament i'm much more scared of uh earth wind than i am mono ice just because that deck just hoses me but yeah man i think uh you know overall i think our lists were actually i'm surprised how similar our lists were um obviously backups we knew were going to be off the rails um but I think this was a lot of fun. Uh, next week we've got pre-release, so next week will actually be the last Opus Five podcast for the RVA Returners. Then uh, you know we're going to do pre-release next week. We're going to talk about that. We'll be coming to you from Fredericksburg at uh, YHP. We're doing uh, two of them on Sunday. We've got one in the morning at the Sorcery, and then a, another one that evening at YHP. So we're going to do the cast after that, and we're going to talk about you know our pre-release, how it was. Um, and if there's any card I'm looking for during pre-release, it's probably Americk. I think if you get some of those guys, I think if you get like one or two of him, I think you are smooth sailing in this thing. Um, and then we're going to talk about like kind of look back on Opus Five and you know some of the the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. But uh, that being said, I don't have any shout-outs this week. You know, just uh, again shout out to you know all the other the regular the the usual suspects. You know, we've got. I'll um, do one more thing. Yeah. So we have a giveaway going on right now. That's right. Yes. Yeah. We always do this. Uh, so with our hundred hundred giveaway that we've kind of talked about in our last two, there's a post on Facebook right now. There's a pretty decent amount of entrance already. It's been pretty great so far. Yeah. Thank you. Thank um, you for that. Yeah. So if you want to win that playmat or that tote bag, please go look at our Facebook page. Just. Post the answer to the question. It doesn't like you could even post something trolly. I don't care. Yeah. And then just like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you're entered to win. So. Yeah. And uh, again, your organic produce will thank you for putting it in that swanky tote bag. But uh, 
yeah, again, you know, thanks for listening as always. You know, shout outs to the usual suspects. Um, Emo Tempest, uh, Andy Carmona, uh, the Choka Bros, um, Esperden, um, shit man, yeah. everybody, everybody, yeah. you know, every, uh, the St. Louis gang, the Tonys. We, we just love all you guys so much, and we love that you listen to us, and we can't wait to, you know, see you guys next time we're out and about. So, until uh, next time. Yep, see you later.